0: Welcome to Anything Goes, the best geek and pop culture podcast broadcast from Long Island, New York. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney, and we're back with another Harry Pottercast. A Pottercast, if one was going to coin a phrase. uh There's a pirate
1: w- w- amongst the dead! <laughs> <VR! laughs>
0: I always knew you were a butt pirate, so that, was, that just goes hand in hand. <laughs>
1: Broke back. Wizard Mountain. <laughs>
0: Brokeback Wizard Mountain. As you can tell from the title, we're not talking about Brokeback Wizard Mountain. We're actually talking about something fantastic. We're talking about a fantastic movie. So, guys, I'm so glad to hear to talk about Fantastic Four, the 2015 re- reboot. I'm leaving. Uh, like, oh, okay, that was. I mean, Fan Four sticks sucked. The fan Four did suck. It's up there with like Catwoman. It's like one of the worst comic book movies ever made.
2: And the room. As the worst movie you've ever made. Oh,
0: I don't know. I get I get fantastic for at don't least some ta- of my don't touch, touch me. motherfucker. But we're talking about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. And like every Potter cast, I always have two consistent guests. Are they with me today? No. <laughs> I'm sitting here by myself. Uh, talking to myself. That's,
1: that's set that him up for that. You just had that going. This
0: is Dakota. <laughs> It's it's giggles, Nikki the giggler. Like instead of Niffler, we got a giggler instead.
1: And it's Nikki Buggle.
0: We
2: broke her already.
0: (laughs) Oh man! I mean, after the myriad of things that were on topic before we got into start recording, like. Yeah, but after these warm-up periods, yeah. we have a better pod anyway. That's true. It's, 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 that, it's either that or it's the Prison of Ascranton commentary where, yeah, we're, just, where uh, we're just like, dead lethargic. Dead. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, that's not how it's supposed to be. So I think that's, <laughs> all
0: right, that's probably the lowest point for any podcast that we've done thus far. You stab <laughs> yourself with an inanimate fucking object. I didn't it, I didn't even swing it at her at the time. Of all the time, you swung the microphone between the two of you, you come inches away from knocking her out, but no, she fell on her own sword. What is this, Macbeth? <laughs> that it's a poetic justice that you actually stab yourself with your own poison dagger? Just play the fucking <laughs> intro music. <laughs> The Heimlich on you. Oh
1: boy. I'm choking. I'm just coughing. You're choking, or
2: you're on your own spit. I just have no air.
0: <laughs> Come on, go Hagen. Give me these. one. Give me these. You have the bother yeah, Victor. Yeah.
3: Oh my god. Yeah. Weird... <laughs> We're on a whole new level here, yeah. pukes.
0: Okay. Alright then. So. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is a 2016 movie released by Warner Bros. based upon the in story of the Harry Potter universe based upon the same name. Now, this was directed by David Yates and uh, written by J.K. Rowling, her first official screenplay to be made of the Harry Potter universe because everything else has been adaptation by other writers. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Dakota, who are the cast members and who do they play in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? So, as well as what is the synopsis of the story? Oh, you're trying to make me synopsisize this. Even... Your <laughs> synapses are firing incorrectly. If that's how okay. you say things. Uh, I was actually. No, he's a philosophizer.
2: <laughs> I'm a uh, <laughs> you Googleizer. The one who speaks eulogies and at... really I can turn left. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. okay Not so- Abby Turner. <laughs> so you have Eddie Redmayne as Newt. Colin Farrell as Graves, Catherine T- uh, Watterson as Tina, Samantha Morton as Mary Lou, and Dan Fulger as Kowalski in this movie. And what is the story about? The story is about Newt's, uh, Newt coming to America to. Oh, 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 coming to America, lovely. Movie. Where do we Anyone? find a prince? Where do we find a queen? Queens, queens. Okay, but he comes, <laughs> comes. He comes to the United States to, in hopes to release some of these fantastic beasts beast that he has. Hidden within his briefcase. During 1926. During the, yeah, Roaring Twenties. He gets to New York at a really stressful time for the Wizarding World because some shit's going down with this anti-wizarding witching organ, yeah movement organization. Um, he gets blamed for certain shit that goes down because he kind of lets a muggle see some of his fantastic beasts. Just kind of like...
0: Wah! Of, <laughs> you make it sound like in a flasher first sensual thing yeah, now a fantastic exactly wait you know. we have sensual leg and fantastic flasher <laughs> alliteration everybody
3: central.
0: however
2: so He meets up with his muggle, Kowalski, who is uh, trying to get a loan from the bank uh, for a bakery. However, he's going in with his suitcase full of pastries. Newt's coming in with his suitcase full of, like, magical creatures. They accidentally swap briefcases in some fantastic fashion. And then the hunt is on to pretty much get the suitcase back. However, Kowalski gets back to his apartment, opens the case, and all these fantastic beasts shoot out. And just now are running rampant through New York City. And it's like, oh, shit, we have to really go back out and grab these before muggles are like hey that's a dragon hey that's a weird thing stealing pit pocket in my pocket that's something invisible moving stuff around yeah and that's a giant rhino with a, with, with a giant who's really attracted to my cologne hmm. it's true feeling very awkward now but danger lurks it lurks in new york city there's evil about coming out like attacking muggles and people who just criticize the this like awkward group of anti-witching people.
0: Yes, they are known as the New Salem Philanthropic Philanthropic Society. Yes. And meanwhile, Colin Farrell,
2: who's being Colin Farrell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Colin Farrell, <laughs> so
2: sober Colin Farrell is go, going around trying to c- contain this 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 power because he knows he needs it for like Grindelwald's army.
1: Yes, Spo- Grindelwald's
2: yeah. in here. Spoilers, everybody. Spoilers. So, shit gets real. Newt gets all his fantastic beasts back into his briefcase and then realizes, okay now we have to save New York City from this evil so I guess I'm the only man for the job because it actually involves obscurus which is this dark entity that uh, magical creature that comes from within a uh, magical person who's been suppressing their power. so he's like, I have to go save because he's like I, I have to go save him because I actually know how, what to do. So the race is on for Newt to save this person who is releasing this Obscurus. Meanwhile, Colin Farrell is trying to control it for his own purposes. She gets real, ba 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 ba. Uh, Obscurus dies. Newt's like, oh baba, and Colin Farrell is then like, like I'm not really Colin Farrell. Rips off his mask. He's Johnny death <laughs> oh <my laughs> g- Dun like dun 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 dun. Pirates of the Caribbean ensues.
0: And oh my god, it, it, it's Grindelwald, and the one who's, who's starting the Wizarding War. I would have gotten away with it too, if it wasn't for <laughs> your, your mentally beast and that dumb newt. <laughs> and that's the movie. Yay! So, before we get into the movie, uh, Nikki, what was your first interaction with this movie once you heard it was actually being made?
1: <coughs> uh, so, I took the stance of not reading anything, uh, not watching the You channel. can't read? Yeah, I know. I can't read. It's crazy. <laughs> I've been doing these Potter casts. I've never read a day in my life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I didn't want to do any research on it. I I just wanted to give it the fairest shot. The same thing I did with Cursed Child, and um, I actually only watched the trailer once, and it was because I was going to the bathroom in Broadway Multiplex, and they have like this huge wall for trailers, and I heard like the theme music. And it was like, oh, no, The Song of My People. And I, like, couldn't look away. So that it was the only time I watched a trailer. Um, so I was kind of excited because there's not – having read the, like, mini textbook that she released, The Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, um, there's not a lot of story there. So I, I was just kind of giving it the, the benefit of the doubt and just hoping for the best. Um, yeah. Dakota?
2: So when I first heard about this, I was, like, optimistic but, res- like – also had my feelings reserved because – kind of like how I was going into – like how I went into uh, Force Awakens, which, mm-hmm. by the way, commentary track on Force Awakens is up. Yes. Shameless plug. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was a little apprehensive.
0: If, if you're a nerd with sensitive uh, feelings, you may not enjoy it. Just no, saying. you may not. We, Dakota kind of scorches the earth of uh, people who get really shitty about <laughs> Star Wars. I love when Dakota gets mad.
3: No, oh, like, I, was, I was
0: imitating every
2: known Reddit commentator or just, commenter.
1: and like and, imitate Reddit, it's just negativity. Yeah. No, it, it, like, it was like holding up a
0: mirror to it, and, it was like, and revealing the dark bile it is, but go on.
2: Dark side of the force.
0: But okay, getting
2: back to Fantastic piece and Where to Find Them. Um, so yeah, I was a little apprehensive because I was like, okay, they could go anywhere with this story. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? And my feelings about the movies so far all eight movies previous to this was not good mm-hmm. as a general, overall overall. I just shocker did not really, don't really like the Harry Potter movies. The book, you know, books are way better. Mm-hmm. So I was a little apprehensive and going into it, I just avoided every trailer, like the plague. I think I saw the first 32nd trailer that they came out with. And after that, it was like nothing. Mm-hmm. And I was actually stuck to that pretty damn well, right. All the way up until the premiere. So I had zero idea. Until someone spoiled who the hell Johnny Depp was. Right. But it wasn't that big of a spoiler, so. No. Was that me? Did
0: I do that? Was
1: I the one?
2: No, I think it was a Oh, okay.
1: Because, yeah. I I knew I figured it out, but I wasn't going to.
0: Nikki the sleuth over here.
1: No, no I know. Because it was just. Once <laughs> somebody told me that Johnny Depp was casted, I knew where they were going with him. Right. So. Gotcha. Was, but I was like, "Oh crap! Did I do that? Is Dakota blaming me? And he's sitting next to me. and He's resenting me. That's what I thought. That's well, what he, he resents. Dividing my time. Yeah. He resents
0: both of us for probably a myriad of reasons. He just keeps it inside.
1: I feel like that's not true. I feel like it's not. I'm gonna look at you and bully you into thinking it's not. That's not true. That's
2: impossible. Search it's your feelings. feelings. You know, you know it to be true.
3: No. no! <laughs>
0: Or the Darth Vader. No! Wait, why do you mean it sound like sing singing there?
3: No! The hills are alive!
2: With the sound of Tim's ears bleeding!
0: You know, I had the input loud because Nikki speaks very softly in comparison to you.
1: I project my voice. I know
0: you do, and Nikki's got a very yeah. soft voice, so like I have to I have. I mean,
1: I guess I could work on that. I could project. I, I promise.
0: I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'll since, project. It's kind of like with, with Rob. Like next time you, you, Rob, and I have to do it, I'm like, all right, Rob, you have to speak a little bit louder, or at least a little more into the yeah. mic, because otherwise, cause he's the softest speaker of the three of us. Yeah, Rob was a little quiet. Yeah, but he, that's just his personality. My he, old roommate. This is a Harry Potter film. Yes. So, and with my experience going into this, is like I saw the first trailer for it after I heard, like, the news, and I'm like, ooh, this is really exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I was just a little... I was a little apprehensive of the 1920s setting because, like, it's like... They showed that one shot like, all the cop cars lined up and everything, and the streets are very empty, and I'm like, oh, is it going to be completely, like, on a green screen set and it's going to look very fake because they're replicating like a period piece, but like not done really right, or and, but then I had to think of myself like all right, there's a lot more space in, in New York City back then as compared to today, so everything would be a little more open, thinking back to how King Kong was. but I was like, all right, this can movie really go can li- like you said Dakota, it can literally go anywhere right here, so I had no real expectations so as long as it was an entertaining movie. My only like, real apprehension of this movie is that like my debit card was. The clock <laughs> was shut off that day. Am I uh, way too heat on? And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Have, it's not funny. I shouldn't laugh No, No, like no, that. no. It's funny to laugh about now. I have yeah. less than a gallon of gas. I have like $14 in that that was supposed to be going back to I still owe you money now thinking about it.
1: I wasn't worried about it. I uh, figured it would come okay. out
0: in the wash. Uh, okay. And so I'm like, oh, fuck, why is my debit card not working? And I am racing back to – I've used whatever cash I had to pay for gas to get home I go to my bank to see if it's just like maybe it's just like their scanners not working. My card, card's not working. Fuck, has my identity been stolen? And like my capital one just being mode, yeah. and just being pre- pre- preemptive and shutting it down, which is probably a good thing if that's what they did. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to worry about it. So I get to the theater, I'm tense, but I'm like, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. And we, Dakota and I, are waiting to get. To talk to you to get our tickets, and because the usher has stopped us, like, yeah. oh, you need, you need your tickets and everything. Like, nikki where are you? nikki where are yeah, you? Yeah,
1: because my service didn't work in the theater. No, be, no, and, beca-
0: and no, because the the group chat was not working whatsoever between the three of yeah. us, and so you got like three to four texts from both of us at once. I would
1: have said, yeah, and like that was what it because I I had kept looking at my phone. And my sister's like, they'll text you. Like, put it down for a second. And of course, that's when you guys texted us, and um, and I felt like an asshole because I'm like leaving you at the gates. Um, and I was excited too. So you guys were all like freaking out, but I was excited because I had seen it already and I was waiting. I just wanted everyone to see it so I could talk to somebody about it because I had only seen it with like, I think 20 people were in my theater when I saw it. So. And,
0: and then of course the, <laughs> the usher walks away once you walk up and yeah. I'm like,
1: Oh, I'm like fuck we could just
0: fuck this. so we like, was walked in there anyway, we get our seats and I'm just kind of like, <sighs> this heavy breathing yeah. going into the movie. Dakota is sick at this time, and I, and, and I've pretty much given up soda and stuff like that. But I just took your soda and I started drinking it too because I need something to calm me down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: I'm just like, and I'm like, oh, you're sick, and I'm like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, and
1: Dakota got snacks. Tim didn't.
0: No, because I had no money.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we would have got you I snacks. I know, but
0: I didn't want to see like no. seem like a leech or anything no, like that. It's
1: different.
2: You hang out with me, and I never have money. So yeah.
1: Oh, I was like, you're a leech. <laughs> no, I hate being
2: a leech. No, I just. Crying. No, just the way I manage just the way I my finances, I only have a limited amount of money per week.
1: Oh, I have a budgeting app I'll introduce you to. It. It's very good. You're welcome. I'm not a real adult. I just pretend. <laughs> I
0: was, I was <laughs> anyway, that's so, yeah, that's, that's, that's very, that's very apt your, to have, you know?
1: Your soda.
0: And so I'm like, I don't care if you're sick. I'll get sick too. I don't care. And the movie unravels in front of us. And by the end of it, I am an emotional 180 from where it came oh in. God, yeah. It's only like... That's only happened, like, twice. Like, when I've gone in with such a shitty mood and been happy afterwards. Because I've gone to two movies where I was shitty into it, and, like, the movie did nothing to help me. Like, Mm -hmm. one was Godzilla, because I was actually... I had a lot less money than I expected coming home from college. I had, like, maybe a 100 bucks in my name. I thought I had, like, 400 So I was like, oh, I spent a lot more when I was away at school. So I'm seeing Godzilla, having no Godzilla in that movie until the very end, I was like, I don't fucking care about this. Like, <laughs> uh, like you're a terrible actor. Brad Crest Who's killed 20 minutes of this. I don't care. Until Godzilla does his final kill. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I go to see Captain America Civil War. I get a piece of twig stuck in my car. I argue with my ex. And I'm like, I don't care if uh, Tony Stark's mother was killed by the Winter Soldier; she deserved it. Like I was just very <laughs> vengeful at that point. Yeah. And it still never really felt left me when it came to Civil War. I'm not the biggest fan of that movie. Civil
2: War was not. Civil War wasn't the greatest. No, oh, but there we go. Love
1: the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier so. was amazing.
2: Well, it, I think I it's a tough thing
0: to oh, compete wow. against. <laughs> but like, we'll be covering yeah. the Marvel movies eventually. Anyway, so Fantastic Beasts unravels. And I'm in such a better place wow. how it is afterwards. So let's get into it. Let's start with the main character, and we'll talk about the plot as it goes along. Your feelings on the character Newt.
1: Oh, I loved him. I think they they casted him perfectly because, like, you think about it, somebody who works with these creatures, and to be the first one to, to be able to capture a lot of these creatures had to be kind of more of an animal lover than a people person. So I like that Eddie remained just like... Took this kind of almost antisocial, like it's not that he hates people, he just doesn't understand them. Um, and then you see him like come alive with the creatures, um, which is just so impressive because I mean, they're all green screen, so yeah, I, I thought he did it. Excellent. And um I had this argument with somebody at work because they came in strictly to see what I thought about the movie and he was like, "Oh, I don't think he can handle another movie." I was like, "What are you talking about? This is like an Academy Award-winning actor. I like I found him more than captivating on screen, but he felt that he was too weak of a character that he didn't stand alone uh, enough to be to be I guess the main character moving forward.
0: Like a big ten pole movie to be able to carry that because he's done yeah. small indie movies beforehand. Yeah. Gotcha. Hmm. Huh. To go to your feelings on him?
2: Uh, well, I was a little. <laughs> when I first saw that 30 second trailer, I only could see. Like, I really saw Matt Smith as the Doctor. Yeah. Coming out at me. I'm like, oh, that's not good.
0: Um, because and... you're not the biggest fan of his iteration of The Doctor. No, I'm not saying. You're no, so no, you're, you, no, 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 you're not a fan of Moffat's writing of the Eleventh Doctor. Yes, that's fair. Fair enough. So, but uh, the, last, the only,
2: last movie I saw um, Eddie Remain in before this was the Danish Girl. Yes. Yeah, going from the Danish Girl at, to Newt is a little bit of um, transformative experience. It's, you could say that. But, uh, no, being that he is an Academy Award winning actor and he has changed – he has done some extreme stuff for acting and this is a little bit – I guess a little bit more tamed uh, mm. in a way. It's a little bit more difficult because you're a- not acting with anything because you're all acting with CGI creatures. right? Um, so it's a little bit more tr- tricky there. But for as a character, I thought he was going to nail it and I was, pleasantly surpri- I was pleasantly surprised that he went – be, even beyond that, like he nailed it and then some. Right. And he was enjoyable to watch. And I completely loved him as uh, Newt Sc- uh, Sc-
0: Scamander. Mm-hmm. And I agree that he, and what both of you guys are saying, when you brought up Nikki, that he's kind of like, he's not a people person. And it's not like he goes out of his way to be a dick or anything like that. He just. He's just seems- socially
2: awkward. He's like,
0: like me in a crowd. You would never get that from this podcast, but when I'm yeah. in a crowd, I just. <laughs> Yeah, you are very quiet. Like even like I bring you about amongst my college players, which you, they're all cool people and they're very welcoming. You are the quietest person in the group, and I'm just like, come on, they're not gonna fucking bite and stuff like that. But you're very quiet. You first, never know. I, well. Oh,
1: you know what? That is. I I never would have really thought about it. I guess because we do these podcasts. But yeah, the first time I met you when we were doing the Halloween, you were really quiet. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Yeah, I didn't. Now like, we can't get him to shut up. Yeah, I know. It's like. Hey, <laughs> Jesus, Dakota,
0: like enough. I mean, like, like sometimes you just text me, and I'm just like, "Oh, you're fucking lonely, aren't you?" He's like, "Yes, I am." (laughs) Anyway, my feeling, like you're saying, with with Newt being kind of like an antisocial character, and it's not like it has a detriment or anything like that. Like, you get almost like at first you think it's just because oh, he's in America, probably presumably for the first time, and it's just like cultural difference or anything like that but then you just like even amongst magical people like he gets a little uncomfortable and i think like the first like real scene he has a kind of conversation is the goblin he talks to when they're in that speakeasy at one point where he seems the most comfortable talking to somebody yeah rather than talking to the any other
1: yeah you would think he would be awkward in that exchange because essentially like he's trying to barter yeah and i think even I, like, I'm very extroverted. I hate being in a position like that. Like, I don't want to have to negotiate. And that's when I turn awkward, which is the opposite. For him, he he does really seem at home. Or even, like, when he's introducing all of his um, his creatures to, oh, my God, what's his Kowalski. name? Kowalski. Kowalski. Um, you know he he's explaining and things like that, and he's just and, and that's why he he, gets, yeah. light, and he
0: lightens up and everything like that. But you
1: see like kind of the light behind his eyes.
0: Yeah, and
1: <laughs> you
2: know I I understood that because I'm I will be the first to admit I am socially awkward. So when he first come, come, <laughs> we already went through this, I am. Yes. They you mean? Done that. Move on. Yeah, no, but like he gets off the <laughs> boat, and wow. like this is how I would react. Dick. React. I'm just not going to talk to anyone. I'll like shit my pants if I like someone even comes up to me, right? Ask me a question. I'd be like, ah! but yeah. And the speakeasy when he's negotiating with the goblin, I I can understand because like when stuff needs to get done, I can become more vocal, right. and a little bit more. Yes, about it, and then obviously when you're, you're just around a subject matter that you're absolutely in love with, you could just talk for ages about
0: it. And I mean, look at us, yeah. <laughs> Case in point, yeah. And, and it was in the moment where, uh, and like I said, like Eddie Redmayne. Like I, I only seen a little bit of the Danish Girl, and I've only seen a little bit of the um, theory of everything. The theory of everything, and I uh, and I enjoyed Jupiter what I saw. Of of it.
1: Rising, I think. Oh, that's J- awful. Jupiter ascending. That's what I said. Yes, it's a sitting. a in
0: there. Nobody liked that movie
1: anyway. Nobody liked <laughs> that
0: movie. Everybody liked my performance in this movie. <laughs> Go! like um, he's been in? anything else? Uh,
1: in I've
0: seen him in a bunch of stuff like earlier where, before. Yeah, there.
1: he was kind of like a, a Joseph Gordon-Levitt, where he's in every kind of little yes work.
0: And which I love how everybody brings up Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I always forget he was he's the kid in angels in the outfield.
1: Yes, he is.
0: And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, he's in this. Matthew McConaughey's in this. Um, I
1: highly recommend *Manic* too. Him and Zoe Deschanel. It's before you know, five hundred days of summer. They have excellent chemistry, but they they do this when they're teenagers, and it's it's one of my favorite movies. Actually, also yeah. recommend sure? *Brick*. It's
0: fantastic. *Brick*
1: is also *Brick* is after *Manic*.
0: Oh, gotcha. Anyway, so Eddie Redmayne like does a fantastic job as Newt, and you can almost like because. You think of all, like, people who are into Harry Potter. There are introverts and extroverts. It covers a wide gamut of that. But I think there's a lot of, like, little kids who can attach themselves to Newt because of the fact that maybe, like, they haven't found their voice yet. They haven't found what what they can be able to be confident about, stuff like that. And he, being a quiet person but still being very passionate about it, they can kind of, like, always find, like, a role model in him. And I think that's one of the best parts about him. And that he's incredibly compassionate, even in the the climax of the movie, which we'll get to, where he should destroy the big evil that can kill everybody. He tries the the nonviolent way to talk the person down and talk the creature down to, like, you you don't have to do this. We can help you. Don't worry. Because am not saying, like, he's a pacifist or anything. Like, he will resort to use violence if it's absolutely necessary. It's not like, oh, I will not do it regardless or anything like that, which which could be a detriment to some people. But for him, it's a necessary evil if it needs to be done, which I really enjoy. And, yeah, I just really enjoyed his performance. But we mentioned uh, the next character we'll talk about, like, your feelings on Kowalski, played by who again? Dan Fogler. All right. Dakota, you want to start?
2: Okay, so Jacob Kowalski is his
0: full name. Yes. But
2: we just call him Kowalski because Kowalski is a lot more fun to say. Yes. So Jacob
0: Kowalski is
2: a World War One vet uh, who's on Hard Times. He wants to kind of he wants to open up his own bake, bakery right. because he loves to cook, he loves making things and he works at a canning factory. I forget exactly what and he absolutely hates his it's life.
1: Like fruit, isn't it? Canning fruit. I think it was like some kind of food. It definitely it was definitely I want to say fruit, which might just be oddly specific and I don't know how I would remember that, but that's what I think it was. But he he said he was like he feels himself being eaten like away at the canning factory and then right just, his life's being wasted, and he wanted to do something that he was actually passionate about, which is the most human thing I think ever said in a movie. um
0: and I feel like all three of us probably feel that yeah. at times
1: well, and i'm I'm a huge component of that because any job I've ever had has been something. Um, that I'm interested in, and there was only one time I deviated from that, and I was absolutely horrible at it. I worked at a hardware store, and I still to this day don't really know nailed how that I job. Didn't job. you? Oh, I yeah, I nailed it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just
0: hammering the point home. I right know,
1: but yeah, and it's just like if you don't work in things that you're passionate about, it's it's a chore. It's a it's a bother. It, it and,
0: becomes a job, yeah, it and become... it
1: ruins. I think it just ruins your soul. So I completely, totally agree with what he's saying because, you know. I like craft beer. I now work at a brewery and I work at a craft beer bar. I like Disney. I worked at Disney World. I liked movies. I had a really successful career with that. So, well, not in movies, just a, but the movie theater. So, you know, I think you need to work. I like gore and crap like that. So Haunted Houses worked really well for mm. me. Um, so I think you, you can just... Ad- really admire him for saying that can you not find it is that I'm I, was I can find the name I'm I just can, saying like no I, I'm can just find like, the, I can find the
2: name of the fact the cannery but they don't tell me what the fuck he was canning
1: I
0: really feel like it was I, I think it's something like that but I'm just like it's had that moment where you're just going on and I'm like it's like a moment of Age of Ultron when Thor's like talking to all <laughs> O- yeah. Ultron's like I'm just waiting for you now's the time to hit him and it's like what and then Vision cracks yeah, Ultron like, with a hammer hey, um, Dakota you took like, a like, oh like oh god she's running out of thread Dakota yeah. please speak up <laughs> no, I was letting her talk I didn't okay. okay I thought and I was
1: waiting for you we have to work that out that was
0: not uh, okay. hand signals <laughs> <laughs>
1: what, I want to do the baseball like,
0: alright like this like, oh, alright I'll, okay. te- I'll teach you two broadcasting terms alright <laughs> this stretch it wrap it I up I think he just
2: told me to steal third. <laughs> All right. well,
1: that's what I wanna do. I wanna do the the baseball ones and like just pat <laughs> shit that I don't need to pat but I, get... I, just, I like, <laughs> just,
0: no don't worry people Nikki is not developed for us, she's not smacking herself yeah, or anything like that.
1: I just wanna do the baseball hand singles.
2: Anyway. <laughs> Alright, so um We talked about Kowalski. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> so Kowalski just goes meets um like, just by coincidence, meets uh, meets Newt in the bank that he's applying for a loan, at, and they both have identical suitcases. One's filled with his big goods. Newt's is filled with all these magical creatures. Um, during the whole process, uh, a couple of creatures get out of mm-hmm. Newt's case, and Kowalski's the only one to see this, so Newt's kind of, like, taking him along to try to gr- grab the things to put them back in his case. And he gets weirded out and gets away from Newt before he gets uh, his memory obliterated. Right. And then from there, they switch cases accidentally. He goes back to his place wanting to like, get like his big goods out of his suitcase and unleashes all holy hell. Yes. And it, you he is the audience as you're going along because he has no idea what you're looking at. The audience, we're not entirely sure what we're looking at. And he's just one of – I'm going to be honest with you. He's like one of the best – He's the heart but, of this movie. He's the heart of this movie because he—he, he, you just immediately fall in love with this character, mm-hmm. and who plays it? I know I said it. Um, Dan Fogler just does an amazing job at it because everything that he's, his emotion that he's portraying, you believe it. He's acting to a in front of a green screen, but you by watching his performance, you believe that something's right in front of him. Yes, it was awesome. Yes. And I'm done.
1: (laughs) And break. (laughs) No, and he has a very Ron-like quality about him, like that comic relief, like kind Mm of, not, I don't want to say dumb, but like that, like, uh, oblivious. um, And he's just so, like, kind of upbeat and optimistic, which plays really well with Newt's kind of Mm -hmm. off-key interactions. And thats I really like how him and... Which? What's the sister's name? There's uh,
0: Tina, and then there's oh, Queenie. Right? Queenie. Queen,
1: uh, yeah. yeah, and I liked I liked that because um, the fact that she could hear like she could read his thoughts, um, and they still be pleasant enough that she's you know intrigued by him. Yeah, I just enjoy I enjoy that character. I think that was excellent addition.
0: Yeah, and like I was saying, like he is the heart of the movie, and it, like. Uh, for us, Harry Potter fans going in there, we know there there's magical creatures and stuff like that. We may recognize a few of them, like the Niffler and and such. And but there are other creatures we do not know, and so we kind of need these things explained. Like you said, Dakota, he's kind of like the he's our end to the movie, where you can explain what these creatures are, what we have to do to capture them, and everything like that. But like you were saying, that he's kind of like the central focal point because he's like you were saying, he's so upbeat and so positive that even like the most like kind of like terrible situations like oh everything can work out everything can be fine everything and such because he needs to believe that he needs that sort of positivity otherwise he probably wouldn't have had the confidence to go to the bank to open a bakery shop and everything like that and believe in his art is willing is good enough to warrant a business loan for his business and the kind of awe and wonder that he has on his face i mean he does such a good job that I can't wait for him. He'll probably be in the Spielberg movie because he has the Spielberg face, like, just ready for it. Just, like, <laughs> kind of, like, the push-in as they look off camera at something, reacting to it. We don't know what it is, and then we cut to see what he's looking at. That's a staple of Steven Spielberg, and I feel like, oh, it's going to eventually... I bet you he's going to be in a movie like that someday. And, yeah, and especially since, yeah, like, of course, we said before, this is spoilers... And like, Dakota mentioned, his mind has not been erased. But since he's a non-magical person, he, his memory needs to be erased. Mm-hmm. And everybody's mind is being erased of the events that happen in the climax of the movie. The uh, um, rain that's going on. But from that's being dropped by the Thunderbird. And quality's like, yeah, I know. I gotta go. And, and nobody wants him to. He and doesn't really want to, he really want he to be... He
1: almost no- got away with it too, but it was there. Minister of Magic, that was like, um, make sure that, you know, not badge yeah. is. And I was like, damn, they were that close.
0: They was that, that close. And then allowed, he, and, and, you and it's that moment where it's like, he steps in the rain and you see literally memories of the past two days wash away in front of your eyes. And you're like, oh. But he does share the kiss with Queenie and you're like, oh, that's that's what's really and And the perfect ending to the movie is when she goes to the bake shop once he's finally opened it due to the, new dropping, the silver eggs. Yeah. New dropping the silver eggs and everything like that. And he's made his pastries based upon the creatures that he seems to come up from his subconscious, which is a nice payoff to saying like, this is really happening. This is really happening. He's like, how do you know? Like, I'm not smart enough to think up anything like this. Yeah. And he uses his unconsciousness to actually make those into the pastries. And at the very end, Queenie goes into his shop and, and he remembers that at least there's a spark there. There's yeah. a moment there.
1: Like, that, like, deja vu sensation, but you don't know where it's coming from. And that was really cute.
2: Yeah, because he touches his neck where he gets, got bit initially. By, yeah. I forget what he got bit by. Right. Um, but then he, like, smiles because, he, like, it, maybe it wasn't all a dream or, or right. it wasn't my imagination.
0: And it's like, oh, and so much warmth comes from this character and everything like that. That, fantastic. Yeah. I hope he's in the sequel.
2: You hope. I mean, he made you. He made me like almost cry. Yeah, that old yeah. ending. It just.
0: But so good to potentially like from a, like almost actual tears to potential tears because okay, I brought this up to you before. He has a business. Okay, in 1926. Oh yeah, you. So- it's three years away from the Great Depression, mm-hmm. and he's got. He just started a business. He's probably gonna lose his business, end up on the street. Yeah, I homeless, mean, penniless.
1: penniless. Because you don't know exactly how much he got from those silver eggs so maybe he is and he's able to spread joy during the most
0: hopefully i hope it's the best
1: uh, yeah the most uh, devastating period um so hope. Yeah. yeah i mean i would like to or you never know maybe he closes it and he gets reacquainted with newt and he ends up being kind of like the muggle tag along who knows we don't know yeah. yet i mean
0: since the second one like you could go for a darker movie so Set during the Great Depression would be appropriate. Mm, So, yeah,
1: and I guess it all depends on where they're going story-wise with Grindelwald. Yeah,
0: Yeah. which I hope they do because I think there's there's so much potential unexplained in 1920s, early 1930s America, the magical world. But
2: yeah, I mean, now uh, what part? What makes this movie so good is. I know, totally off topic. Part of what makes the movie so good is because we're not in England. We're not in Scotland, we're not at Hogwarts, we're not anywhere in the UK. We're in in New York City in the nineteen twenties. Totally, completely like different from what you could do. And it worked so well. So maybe they go back to New York City in the second one. Maybe they go to Romania.
1: Maybe they go
0: see the Dragons Are. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they go Game of Thrones. (laughs) Do, 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 oh my do,
1: God! Do. Khaleesi crossover.
2: <laughs> Game of Thrones is now. Uh, <laughs> <I> Fantastic <laughs> Beast and Where to Find Them <laughs> <laughs> Two is now rated R for nudity and incest. <laughs> I,
0: I, was actually, the, I, I There was a pic. There was pictures released a couple like last week of like jason momoa on the set of justice league and i was always oh, going to send it to you because jason he's like because he's like half in water half coming out I I'm, just love like,
1: jason momoa. I'm just like
0: i'm like i'm like oh look like look at this dothraki now oh, no if you
1: sent it to me i would have died there was a guy that came into the bar who looked just like him i had to get my co-worker to help him because i couldn't stop staring <laughs> I, can't, I literally had to at one point i like put my hand on the bar and then looked at the back wall and i was just like your Lord, give me strength. <laughs> and then, like, when he finally got a beer, I did end up talking to him, and he was so nice. So I was like, why couldn't you be a douchebag so this could be harder? <laughs> he was with, like, a, this sounds, like, really super, but he was with, like, an, a not as attractive woman, and I was just like. Wow, judgmental much." No, I, I'm sure she had a wonderful personality, but I couldn't, I couldn't, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't look past the beauty that was oh Jason God, yeah. <laughs> with Doppelganger. I'm just saying, he's a She's very a, beautiful man. She has a
2: very great personality, but she looks like the backside
0: of a horse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. That's mean. Yeah,
0: but, uh, That's I'm sorry. I'm why. sorry to say but you're like acted very bitchy to this very person. who's very nice to him. No,
1: I. She could have been nice. I don't know. I was blinded by his good lookingness. Okay, blinded. and I don't get like that. I am not that like girl. But I was like, damn, damn.
0: Oh man. Anyway, back to, back to yeah. The cohesive,
1: so. Uh,
3: uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the Game of Thrones, like, season six uh, bloopers? It's like, Khaleesi speaking in Dothraki, and it's like her messing up her lines. It's hilarious. He's like,
3: oh, no. da 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 f- f- fuck
0: <laughs> It's hilarious. Anyway, let's talk about Tina, the female protagonist. I um, love Tina. Yes. Oh,
2: my God. Because there's just, uh, she's portrayed by Catherine Warderson. Warterson. Uh, Waterston.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What
2: else has she been in? Uh, Inherit Vice. She was in Steve Jobs. Michael Clayton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manhattan Dude, Romance. Manhattan Romance. Uh, Queen of the Earth. Sleeping with other people. Um, board, she was in Boardwalk Empire. That makes sense. Uh, the Factory. Master. 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 Master, our puppets are pulling your strings. She's, she's actually been in a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, she has been
1: in a lot. Hmm. Oh, the babysitters. That's what I
2: knew her from. I mean, this is the first role I know. Like, I really don't yeah, know her, but she like,
1: looked familiar,
2: but I didn't realize
0: she was young. I mean, she. <laughs> yeah, this is the photo I was talking about. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs>
1: she um,
2: she killed it in my opinion. Yeah, she was awesome as uh, Tina Goldstein. And I think, is it Goldstein? Yes, Goldstein. Mm. Yes, Goldstein. And she she was awesome. Uh, you really gotta feel that she was. She was a no, take no shit personality, but she did have like a really nice heart, and it wasn't like those stereotypes where it's like take no shit, but a really nice heart. You you actually saw it in her. Yes, like you totally. She took her
0: job very seriously. She took
2: her job very seriously, but right is right, wrong is wrong. Um, even though that that's really what it boils down to. And when we find out why she got fired from being an aura, um, you understand why she got fired, and you understand that that's the character she is. Standing up. Well, why would she get fired again? I forget. Because she, um, the the anti wizarding clan. Yeah. uh, The mother was beating on. um, Credence. Credence. And she
0: intervened. Intervened. Yes, he does not remember. Right, right, right.
2: And you just broke the not the. Yeah. Statue of secrecy. So yeah, fired. If Boom.
1: That I like that about her too because um, so even now she's been fired, she still, she sees this threat, I have to bring it up to the oars and she goes, and she f- essentially faces, like, the firing squad multiple mm-hmm. times, because they're so rough to her, and she just, she does it, and you can tell, like, it's, like, stressing her out a little bit, like, mm-hmm. you can see that, but she, she does what she has to do, it doesn't really matter, um, how uncomfortable it makes her, like, she's like, sorry, gotta do this, sorry, gotta do this, um, and, I, I was a little, like, I think it was just the the different kind of awkwards going together. Like, it was the mash of her and Newt at first mm-hmm. that I didn't enjoy. Um, but then I think as they became more comfortable with each other, uh, that eased out for me. But I guess, like, they had to do that because of both of their personalities. They had to have, like, a little bit of, almost like a Clash of the Titans, but, like, What's, like, the lesser version of that? They're just... Like, they're just clashing, yeah. Yeah. So, I, like, that, at first, she was annoying me a little bit. Mm. But she grew on me, I think, because I responded quickly to Newt, that Mm. she, I perceived her illy, I guess, is the best way to put it.
0: Right. You know, I mean,
2: her and Newt had such great chemistry, like, Mm. Like just the two char- two actors had such great chemistry on, on screen. And you're really believing that these are two people that are like a little bit, have a little bit of friction in between them to start with mm-hmm. Newt kind of like politely. He's like, okay, I'm not here to cause trouble. She's trying to win her job back and it doesn't go well. And he kind of feels bad for her in a way because it's like, okay, I just saw you get embarrassed. You were just embarrassed in front of me for doing yeah. your job. Or what your job was, so now it's like, okay, this is awkward. But then their friendship blooming out of that, and then the potential like love interest blooming out of that, it was just like, okay, yes. To- it wasn't like totally like spoon fed to you, no. Because at the end of the movie, when they're saying goodbye to each other, I was literally in my chair going, "Just kiss her, goddammit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was annoying. I'm like, yeah, you're just like,
1: goddamn, you know, you're awkward. Yeah, fuck! you know, like the awkward tense. Uh, moments in certain movies. Um, what's it? Called? That's my life. Bride, uh, is it bridesmaids? Yeah, bridesmaids. Were the two, so like Kristen Wiig and uh, Rachel, whatever her last name is. Dick Adams. No,
3: no. The other Close.
1: one. Uh, the one that was not in the Mummy. It's probably not even. White Rachel Weiss. Is it? It's not Rachel Weiss. It's the lady that looks like Rachel Weiss. She's not in bridesmaids. Okay. Um, uh, but <laughs> Okay, fact check. But they have this moment where they compete with each other, and it's the most awkward moment. And like I. Every time I watch that movie I feel myself like cringing. and I'm like, Oh, oh like just oh, can we like stop? And it's right. like that's the like at the end when they're saying goodbye to each other. I'm like, oh, just right, just who? fix this. Uh not her name's not Rachel. She looks like
0: anyway, what's so, character's name? I don't know. My feelings on uh Tina in the Fantastic Beasts of Where I Find yeah that like that she's very by the book person yet and you feel like she's very cold or anything towards her and especially to the uh, non-magical peach, people and especially Newt because he's an outsider and he's perpetrating magic under under her watch which was supposedly her watch not anymore and so you're like oh you, you kind of feel like oh, she's kind mm-hmm. of like the enemy or something like that but and you start to realize, oh, why she's like that, why she treats the job so seriously, why she treats this magic magic uh protection very seriously, and like you said, she does have a good heart, and she does have compassion, and she's just passionate about what she is, maybe to an a degree to maybe too much in one way or the other, like saying mm-hmm. like Ryan right is right like is very black and white and newts the kind of he introduces the gray area to her yeah. because Newt's perpetrating illegal acts by bringing in creatures into into New York without sanction from the Magical Congress of the United States of America, without telling anybody probably back home, and just I'm gonna do it, set them free, set one of them free, and like yeah. and and Bob's your uncle. I'm gonna go home, and everything's gonna be cool. Because
1: essentially, he was just returning the beast that was from Phoenix.
0: Frank, right? Is it Frank? Am I? I'm,
1: Fact checker. I'm like I'm like you guys hey, saw it twice. We need theme song. I saw it once. I,
2: I, guys, I went, through, I, I went I, to go see it the second time, but it was sold out. I didn't know that.
1: Wah, wah. Oh, gotta have the hookah. Morning. Um,
0: the hookah bar.
1: <laughs> the hookah bar. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I Didn't say before. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's
1: because he. But I guess too, if you're in England. Would you really know what? Because when they were doing the papers in the opening sequence, mm. there is the ban on magical creatures. But was that just in America, or was that also in England? Because did he know the regulation? Like, and was he just doing it anyway, or was it like a one of those like, oh, didn't know I could bring this into this country? Thing. I mean, yeah, I guess he... technically, he in his defense, he's returning something, right? And he is kind of undoing the illegal trade because he he found him in Egypt, right? Yes. So he was returning a creature that was already there, but I also feel like they, yeah, that's
0: like like because the magical Congress could say ignorance is not an excuse mm. or anything like that because he could say like, oh, I did not know it was that that explicit or anything like that. It's never it's never told that he knows for certain or yeah. not. But he just kind of just kind of cruises his way through it, and with Tina, and then she starts to realize like oh there 's something beyond the rules, there 's something be- beyond that that there's still that human connection you have to it be- you have to have when' dealing with these creatures and dealing with people in general, and we find out that, like you brought before though she 's trying to save credence from her his stepmother and that she 's yeah. not a cold hearted person that she 's full life and everything like that. And just like the audience, Newt warms up to her because, like you said, the clash of personalities, and Newt's like immediately like kind of closed off because they're like, oh, mm-hmm. I bet you the he she probably reminds him of the people who expe- expelled him from Hogwarts.
1: Maybe.
0: Maybe because of just very black and white the rules and everything I like think that I
1: too. Um, because you look at the the differences between Queenie and and, and Tina. And Tina. Like that's the um, it's almost it's night and day. So you have this super warm, welcoming mind bubbly reader, person, yeah. yeah, and then you have this closed off, rules are rules. So I think that was more of it. Um, and it's not exactly like she gave off a super friendly vibe. Like the first thing she said to him was, "Like I have to take you in." Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, so I under understand why. Like you know, his first thing would not be like yeah, we're going to be best friends. Thanks for arresting me. Yeah,
0: pretty much. But, like, I love that as the movie goes on, she becomes more passionate and becomes Mm. enthralled in the adventure just like Newt is because of his wonder and awe that he has for these creatures. It just popped into mind, going back to her being a different type of awkward, when she first,
2: like, arrests Newt, he's been... He was like, you have a little bit of... um... Like, he's Monday. pointing to her lip, and she has a little bit of mustard smeared on her lips because she was eating a hot dog. Right. And so for a long period of time, she was, she had mustard on her face. So it was like that little awkwardness, like, okay, she's just as awkward as him, but in a completely different way. Right. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, and I said, loved her, and, and I love the progression. I love her arc that she goes from a hard-nosed person to a more compassionate person, mm. or more extroverted, extroverted of those kind of emotions. Let's move on to his sister, Queenie. Your feelings on her? Uh, Queenie's played by Allison
2: Soudal. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm pronouncing that. Queenie's awesome. Yes. I mean, like, when you first are introduce, introduced to her, she's kind of, like, wearing, like, like a nighty or something, whatever, yeah. and just like, oh, wow, okay. Um, yeah, no, she was she was a lot of fun because she was, yeah, she is the op- complete opposite of Tina. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the fact that she's a uh, legitimate, uh, leg- Wow, uh, legilimens. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm saying that right. I have no idea. Um, so she can read the thoughts of the people surrounding her, and that he she really impresses um, Kowalski at this point because he has no idea what's going on, and he's like, "Like I want to say something, but you already know what I'm going to say," and like that.
0: But she's like, "I I was still." Yeah, to,
2: yeah. If you, if, I would love to hear you say it. it's like, oh my god, you guys are adorable.
0: Yeah, they're adorable from the moment they meet. Yeah,
2: and you could tell, like, oh my god, they have to get together. They have to get yeah, together. I uh,
3: agree.
0: Yeah, 100%.
2: and then just but her like, but even her, her she took like so, like a huge risk in uh, the movie when she saves, um, saves Tina and Newt from yes. execution. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. But her character was awesome, start to finish. I mean, it was. The, I don't know. It was, there was no, like, real, like, change. You no, but you kind of, she kind of it, need
0: but... that kind of concept there or something like that. Something I mean, that's just, like, the rock for everybody right yeah. there. And that's what she was. Yeah, she definitely was. And she did a great job.
2: I Hats off. Mm
3: hmm.
1: No, I loved her, too. She was just so charming. Like, right off the bat, like... And she has that, like, burlesque, like, intrigue when you do get introduced to her. And, um... But it's not, like... And you could tell it... Because she even says... She's like, don't worry. Like, guys think, like, what you're thinking all the time. I don't take any harm in it. You're like, oh, that's weird slash cute at the same time. And, um... But, yeah, I love... And I think she has a different kind of bravery than her sister because she was willing to kind of use, like, I want to say almost, like, feminine charm to get them out of, like, danger. Um, cause she And she'll be the first one. She's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not the real, you know, brains. That's all my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I just serve coffee. But she she is just such a, and I think you needed her just, just the same as you needed Jacob. Um, and it was cute to have that love connection um, because that one's obviously a little bit more, Brutal
0: than yeah. Newt and Teeny, but yeah. Then, then who? Tina. Okay, I was like Teeny, like dating a tiny person.
1: <laughs> New York.
0: Um, Is that short for a Martini? <laughs> I mean, a, Marge yeah. for Marge. I mean, that's a stripper teen-
2: name, Martini. Martini, but
0: people call me Teeny. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how Everybody sorry? get your money right? <laughs> Teeny's about to take a stage. Like, yeah. I have one stripper name. South Dakota. <laughs> so
2: it's time to go south. Oh, oh
1: God. God. Oh, God. <laughs> Why do you have like a race card no way. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: trying to imitate a zipper. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, my feelings on uh Queenie, I mean uh Yeah, she's so so lovable and so outgoing and kind of like the polar opposite of her sister that it's like kind of like the charm that Kowalski has, like you just you immediately are drawn to her unlike kind of like how newt and tina are because you're just like they're a little off kilter in their both respective ways but these two are so kind of outgoing and so boisterous in those feelings that you're like oh i can latch on to these people as well as that she's being so nice i even love the part when both of them are the guys are staying in uh their separate beds and they're about saying good night and Kwalski's sitting in bed and he's just like sitting straight up with the blanket like up to his chest it's like good night this is like looking so sweet and everything to her. And it's like, oh like, oh my god, like you would be so smitten with her, even though she could read your mind. And I mean it would be a little weird to be I mean, you couldn't be able to keep a secret, A. Eh? And like and like any like and it doesn't seem like Quasi seems like the kind of person who wears his heart on the shoulder anyway. I think that's why she kind of finds him intriguing, especially since he's not a non magical person, a nomad. where something I was gonna bring up later. Of the oh, – we, we'll bring it up later anyway. We'll put a pin in that for now. And it, it's – got to think of like, all right, people still say – like people still get – women get catcalled all the time, even today. Mm. Imagine what it is like when she's probably – she has to hear people thinking about her yeah. walking down so the street. so it's
1: the thoughts on top of like the actual comments. Yeah. 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 I mean, the
2: perfect example of that is uh, her boss, Queenie's boss and Tina's boss. Right. They, they have the same boss at the same time. And he treats Tina so horribly. Mm -hmm. Like, it's kind of like, oh my god, you're an embarrassment, blah, 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 blah. But when Queenie's like, oh, Queenie. Do my hair, do my hair. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Where are you going? Oh, I'm, uh, sick. (laughs) Oh, well, you should probably get that taken care of, but, uh, (laughs) like, he's just
0: so, like.
1: They should have casted Dakota Wigan as Queenie. (laughs)
0: Real southern Bale, real charmer. Oh, I do so de- declare. declare. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't. Uh, think, I don't see myself kissing Dan Fogler at the very end of the movie, though.
1: You would if they paid you. <laughs> depends on how much. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. It,
0: it's Warner Brothers. They got a lot of money. Dolly look at that su- billy, y'all. Look at that Suicide Squad money they got. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Anyway.
2: Anyway. <laughs> Love their character.
0: Moving on. We'll talk about two main more two main characters after this, and then we'll move on to like other specific things. Um Graves, uh, played mm-hmm. by Colin Farrell.
2: So Graves, his full
0: name is Percival Graves. Percival. And yeah, played by Colin Farrell. Percival. <laughs> was not that one of like those middle names? Because mm-hmm. he has like five like yeah, okay, it probably. Is. Okay, cool. I was not going crazy there, but uh, in yeah.
1: Order it comes in, but it's definitely uh. there.
0: Huh, huh. Brian, double door. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but yeah, no. Um, Colin Farrell was awesome, being Colin Farrell. He, but he wasn't. I no. didn't see Colin Farrell. He was a no, mature
1: Colin Farrell. Yeah, he wasn't trying to play younger, and I think that helped his cause.
2: Right. Yeah. No. He was. He was awesome. Um. So Graves is like uh, – what was he exactly? He's an aura. But like the head like the head of the auras. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, he's like the head of the auras and he is on the trail of this uh, – all, all the bad stuff that's going on. But secretly he's trying to manipul- manipulate uh, things to his advantage because he's looking for power. Mm-hmm. We're not quite sure – as the audience, we're not quite sure why he is the way he is. I mean there's some hints.
0: Dropped. It's for the greater good.
2: It's for really the greater good. The, or greater the perceived God. greater good. Yes. Um but no, he's such a like he was so smooth. Um like you can't help but hate you, you didn't hate the character, but cuz he was good at what he did. Great at what he did. And the fact that he did he his, he remained like under the radar all the way up until the very end where he kind of just exposed himself. Yeah. Um but no, he was awesome and I couldn't help but Think that performance was amazing. Mm-hmm. The character was amazing, and it's like it's kind of sucks that it's like okay, that's the only time we're ever going to see him in, a, in the movies. So, like it's yeah. one and done.
0: Because it's revealed he's is Grindelwald in disguise, well, Johnny Depp.
1: Do, like weird flashbacks. But, but that it would that, be weird. That would be weird. Um, yeah, no, I I agree with everything you just said. Um, and I yeah, because the thing that I hated the most was his interaction with Credence because he was essentially trying to like. Flatter, manipulate, yeah, and like get the information he wanted, but like didn't realize the damage he was doing. And then when he realized that, well, should I wait? Do you want me to wait for that?
3: No, so. All right.
1: So when he realizes that Credence is the Obscure that he's mm. after, then he's trying to lay back on the charms. It's like, fucker, pick up your mind. But yeah, he, like,
0: like, oh, that ship has sailed, sir. So you have yeah. no way you're coming back from that. And
1: you can understand how intimidating he is when he's he's uh, interrogating Newt and. I think the thing, the, like, uh, the cold decisiveness, and he's like, yeah, you two are sentenced to die, bye. Like, that bothered me most, but I did, like, I appreciated the character, but there were moments that I was like, oh, my God, you're the most infuriating thing. And I had once, uh, like I had mentioned before, I figured out Grindelwald because somebody had mentioned that Johnny Depp and that Johnny Depp was signed on for more. And I was like, who are they going to bring that's, you know, big enough to, to warrant Johnny Depp, um but I was excited to see like, and especially you see all the you know the news reels, and you're like, okay, how is Grindelwald gonna play into that? And um it was it was just cool. It was a cool character.
0: Um, yeah, and like what was because we didn't because Grindelwald's at the very beginning of the movie, attacking a bunch of orcs who are trying to take him in, and he destroys them all. And we do not see him from the front; we only see him from the back, and specifically at the back of his head and how we're introduced to Grades is in that exact same frame of the back of his head as he walks up in a crime scene after the obscurity has attacked a muggle place of, uh, a muggle apartment building. And so from that alone, I was like, kind of like, that's, that's not by accident. That was done on purpose right there. So that was like a little I'm like, all right, either he is Grindelwald or he is a Grindelwald supporter, one or the other. Yeah, and he
2: ends up giving uh, Credence like uh, a necklace that of the uh, Deathly Hollows. Yes. Uh, which,
1: which is a cool little, cool I little. thought that was a nice yeah. touch. Because
0: he ha- because Grindelwald has the Elder Wand at this point. Or no, he's already lost the Elder Wand at this point.
1: He had to have otherwise Tina
0: would have. No, he had the el- didn't. No, he had the Elder Wand when he faced Dumbledore. He lost it to Dumbledore, right? Yeah, so yeah. he does not have his Elder Wand. Yeah, so the that
1: was somebody brought that up. They're like, oh well, Tina disarmed him, so she'd have the Elder Wand. Because mm-hmm. it's so well, not at it's the Elder Wand. The timeline is. Yeah,
0: wrong. it happened before this.
1: And that's that's no, he why. Was
2: captured after Dumbledore took him down.
1: fact checker <laughs>
0: unless he presumably breaks out again that's what i'm thinking anyway yeah, well you it,
1: that with the power transfer it, it had to be beforehand because there's no way that tina could have the other one no you, you're not going to give that even if you were trying to bring her back into the story it doesn't make sense to give her that and um it also makes sense why he's so interested in the obscuria because
0: he'd already dealt with it with dumbledore's, with dumbledore's sister. sister um and with Colin Farrell, that like yeah, he is this very kind of cold and calculated person that he's good at his job, especially at the moments where Newt and everybody's going before the Congress, the magical Congress near like the midpoint of the movie after the obscurity has murdered the son of a the uh, senator elect in the very public place, mm-hmm. and he's just watching there as watching them as this these uh crimes being read out in front of him and he takes the uh, suitcase away from Newt without using the wand or anything like that not even saying just whips it away from him with his mind and like oh this is somebody who is very attuned with his magical abilities and everything like that and then it's the proceeding interrogation that he has and I think that's my favorite scenes of him because he is so cold and calculating and he says like it's and he wonders and it's one of my favorite lines of the movie because it's a name drop he says it makes me wonder what Albus Dumbledore thinks, looks in, into his, thinks about his students. So going back on uh, the, yeah
2: timeline. So Grindelwald then, ex- after this movie, escapes Makuza, Right. Forms his prison, goes on his rampage through Europe. Then Dumbledore takes him down. That's what I thought. Yeah. So he still has the Elder Wand at this point, or well, he doesn't have the Elder Wand. <laughs> he he doesn't. No, no, he, no, he, he does. Because so he then, stole then, the wand then, then, from Gre- uh, Gregor Rick when he was a teen.
0: So he'd probably get the wand back from... Yeah, but uh, he
2: wasn't yeah, using he the Elder Wand in this
0: movie. He probably didn't... He look looking at the most suspicious if he's walking around with it. And,
1: well, no, because nobody caught it with Dumbledore. It probably, essentially... Well, he he must have used Graves. Graves' wand. That's why. Because that would be the only way that Tina's not with the Wait. power transfer.
0: Graves could still come back because it could theoretically be poly- Polyjuice Potion.
1: Oh, true. Chains.
0: So, like, we could have Colin Farrell back as another character and uh, because... Like,
1: uh, for vengeance.
0: Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> like... And it could be a... You could even have a totally different characterization at this point. Yeah, because I mean,
1: he could play a different... because it's, Yeah, I mean, Gr- like... It was Grindelwald as Graves, not Graves as Graves. But you look at... Um, nobody
0: Like, nobody batted an eye, the personality change and everything yeah, yeah. like that. Um, Same
1: thing. I mean, Mad-Eye Moody
0: and, you know, Barty Crouch. Barty Crouch Mm Jr. So, yeah. And then, but also I think his best scene in the entire movie is when he meets Credence and it's all pretty much done in this one take and they're in a dark alleyway and there's like one light, like illuminating them from behind so they're both in shadow at this point and... Graves is comforting him and getting the kind of love and support that he's supposed to be getting from his stepmother, but he's not. And yeah. he's obviously, and it's in retrospect that he's manipulating him, but you, at the moment, you think he's genuinely caring for this kid in almost like yeah. a very parental way. And that kind of leads me into my next character, because I loved Karen Farrell, Colin Farrell as Graves, but let's talk about Ezra Miller as Credence.
1: Oh, Ezra Miller, see, my thing with Ezra Miller is, I guess it's just that... Um- there's never been a performance by him that I was like, oh, my God, this is the best performance ever. Um, like, I've enjoyed him and everything I've seen him in, but it was never something that, like, literally I was like, whoa, we've been sleeping on him yeah. until now. Right. Um, I think he was perfect. I think everything – I would imagine a child going through those things or or a teenager, really, because he's a teen. But um, he just nailed it, and it, it was just such a cool – what a good casting choice, and what a good way for him to be able to showcase that. Yeah. Um, because you, what is it? Percy being a wallflower, I think I enjoyed him in, but there's nothing else that I'm like, wow, it was really really good. Like he, train wreck. He was he was funny, but mm-hmm. nothing to write home about. And this was just such a cool, and I like that how much they laid it on thick that the sister was the one. Yeah. Because they really laid it on to the like to the point you really thought that yeah like everybody line. did and then the, like uh like they just threw it that he was the one and he was the oldest living one yeah so to to have that because essentially he would have to be that powerful to keep that contained for as long as he did mm-hmm. um it's really cool he, it he makes
0: you want to like job. go back and watch every scene he was in beforehand and see like how tense he is because he's probably
1: and that was the funnest part of seeing it the second time with you guys, was getting to, now that I had this reveal, getting to kind of dissect it. And he is, he's so, like, and you can see how controlled he is, and you can see that he wants to be rebellious of his stepmother, but he also, this is the only family he's known, and um and to get to see too, just how he realizes that Tina was really the only one that ever showed true genuine affection, and be able to listen to her. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas he realized Graves slash Grindelwald was just using assigned, him. Using him, yeah. So
2: hopping back to Graves, right? They the, Everything that I'm seeing, he—they don't confirm that he died. Mm. They don't confirm that he was kidnapped, right?
1: So they left it open.
2: They left That's it actually. open, right? But looking at IMDb, um, Colin Farrell is not credited for the pre reduction of *Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them*, but Ezra Miller is credited for the sequel uh, for fantastic pieces, and where to find them too. Hmm. So Colin Farrell is probably not in the sequel, but. Creates. Ezra Miller is. Hmm. Unless it's like flashback moments. I have no idea. Maybe.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's the kind of cool thing. So that's the cool thing for us. Uh, just because you look at, um, obviously we've, we've read the books multiple times. We have for the most part, seen all of the movies. Um, and we've seen them multiple times. It's just you that hasn't seen them all, right? right. Yeah. So um, it's because of- not a knock on you or anything. No, like no, that. it's just more. Yeah, and it's we don't know, and there's nothing for us to go on. It's literally it's us uncharted using, territory. Yeah, it's us using the information. You know, the sub information that we have. You know, the Dumbledore storyline and Grindelwald storyline, but we have nothing else to go on. So for. It's cool to use our knowledge, our, like, pooled knowledge to kind of speculate, but they can do anything. There's anything is possible with this movie, and that's what's kind of so fun as diehard fans to get to see, within the knowledge we have, something brand new.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, go on.
2: No, but uh, you guys were talking about... Uh, uh, Credence. Credence. Yeah. Credence was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't really... I'm not too familiar with uh, Ezra Miller's... Um, like, performances and, like, act, acting performances. Right. But he was perfect for that, like, hunched-over, weird person.
0: Probably the creepiest haircut in Actors Plates is, like, Anton Chigurh in No Country for Old Man. The bowl cut. The bowl, bowl cut and the flood wash pants that he's got that comes up to his ankles and everything yeah. like that. And he's, like, the hat he holds in front of him and he's, like... I mean, like, he should, like, if they're going to reboot Children of the Corn, he should be the leader. He should be the one, like, Malachi or something like that. (laughs) I
1: feel like you have to have seen something he was in. Did you see City Island? There's a Law and Order SVU episode with him in it. Um, We need to talk about Kevin, the perks of being a wallflower. Uh, the stand for prison experiment, which is actually very good. If you haven't seen it, I I've I, I,
0: I've read actually a lot about the actual experiment, yeah. so I I need to watch that. Batman
1: vs Superman, the next wait, Dawn of Justice is the one that comes out next, right? No, no, no he oh, was. Oh, that was this one. Yeah. So he's he's the Flash, but there's yeah. no yeah. Way yeah
2: I haven't seen Dawn of Justice. Uh, Dawn of Justice yet. Not
0: for like a fucking trying. <laughs> That's not my fault. I know.
2: I
1: saw it. The only thing
0: on his IMDb. <laughs> no, I was just busting his balls because it was one night. Like, you want to watch that? He's like, not really I'm like alright That's fine. I'm willing to watch it. I know, but it was some. It was either late at night or something. You had something else. Oh no, no, you, you your company Christmas party. That's why. Yes, yeah, that was last week.
1: Squad? Did you see? Suicide
0: no. Squad? Don't 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 say why. He's not seen BVS. He's not seen, seen Super Squad yet. I'm making sure I'm I'm doing the due diligence. Oh, I did it and Yeah. I watched Suicide Squad
1: then Batman.
0: What do you okay? Just quickly, what do you think of the two movies?
1: Uh, Well, I like Suicide Squad better, Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't think Batman vs Superman was as bad as everybody told me it would be. But Mm. I think that worked out in my benefit that I waited to see it because everybody else was like, "It's so bad, it's so bad, it's so bad," and then I had such low expectations of it. Which cut did you see? Um, Just the yeah normal, yeah, i didn't see
0: the <laughs> you is there's a lot of connective tissue you're missing there... yeah it's really it is a different movie because of that half an hour huh. well
1: yeah i'll have to check that out
0: well i think that's gonna be it on the night for us we have to watch Boom. the Boom. okay going anyway going right. back anyway. to uh so yeah
2: creed it's a hunched over dark character yeah. and then it's like this guy is fucking creepy yeah and he was so well directed he was on point acting wise yeah. ezra miller and you're he was a great character, and like, yeah, obviously, at the very end, when you find out that he was the obscurus, it was like, what? Yeah, because they were leading it on to his sister the entire oh. time. And go like,
0: oh my god! And then when he turns to face Graves again, you're like, oh, yeah. and, and then you goes, feel like, Felpa Graves like, oh, Graves, you better run so like, hard right now. Phoenix, I owe I'm you a apology. Like, no shit, no sure. shit, dude. He just took out like five buildings just to get to you, and you like, called him a fuck. squib. And you could, I smelt it off I you the first time I saw back you. him around too. But
1: it's not like he would have known what a squib is because he's raised outside of the match. Nastily explains it. But I guess like too, like it's not going to weigh the same. Just like if say he had been like if he called a muggle like a non-match, a, a mudblood, like he wouldn't. It wouldn't click. No, yeah, for but him. but it's just the
0: phrasing of it. And it the was he, how
1: cold he was when yeah. he said it. Yeah. But, yeah, and, like, you knew because now, like, when Graves realized, he was like, shit, I got something backpedaling to no, do. Yeah. Like, he was trying to lay it on thick and I mean, if, I, like- if
0: I came up to you and, like, I, you're squib, I get smelled off you the first time I met you. If I said it to you, even if you don't know the definition, just yeah. the word itself, and, like you said, the pronunciation of it, you're just like, oh, it's like a just negative for the connotation. for
1: Tim said, are we still on tonight, squib, when he texted me earlier.
0: Because um, I knew that would get your attention. Like,
1: that's fucked up. <laughs> no. I
0: was like, I'm like, ah, this. I said to myself, like, ah, this is going to go 50 50 if you can't cancel me. You know,
1: oh, I was going to be like, mud blood, but I didn't go that far. But somebody came in and they're like, are you going to change your name to Nikki Non And I was like, no, because Facebook will definitely catch on then. Like, Facebook has not caught on because since I got a Facebook, it has been Nikki Muggle. And if they did catch on, I'd probably just legally change my last name because I want to keep it now. At yeah. this point, everything is Nikki Muggle. But. I was like, that's dumb. Nikki non-match does not work as well as Nikki Muggle. No. No, it doesn't flow off the tongue.
0: Yeah.
2: Nikki
1: non-match. And, and, um, that's my dark twin. <laughs> it's, your, it's, your, it's your Kermit, uh, your yeah. dark Kermit. Yeah, like hooded Kermit. That's
0: what be my Oh, uh, I mean, um, yeah, so my feelings as a I haven't really seen him anything else. I saw him in BBS, which he's in for a moment. Same amount of time that he's in uh, uh, Suicide Squad and everything like that. And then, with this, I'm like, oh, like, oh, I'm like, I'm watching him. Like, oh, I was like, shit, I forgot Esther Miller was in this because I saw his name in the credits. I like, I forgot he's in this. I'm like, oh, I wonder who he's going to play. And the very first scene you see, he's in, and you see him have, like you said, hunched over and just kind of like this foreboding nature about him. I'm like, oh, okay. And then it's the first scene he has with Graves in the alleyway. like, And you think, oh, this guy's a tremendous actor. And, then, and it's just like, the abuse he's going through from his stepmom—you just feel so bad for him. And then when he exposes himself as the the obscures, you're like, "Oh, he's going to cause so much havoc." And he is every right to yeah, because man. he's been yeah. he's been pummeled by everybody around him and treated like dirt, except for Tina and like his sister at that point. And you're like, even and you're like, "Oh crap!" And you feel bad for him. and That's why. You, newt tries his damnedest to talk him down from uh, destroying everything around him because he knows that, like it's not all bad it can get better and everything like that because he almost he almost did newt yeah. almost did it too yeah and like i'm sure a magical school would have taken him in and stuff like that but I, like,
2: i'm not sure because he's in this like area of unknown yeah because they normally are dead by then
0: but he's yeah like, i mean like there's if he was able to come back like this, the- theoretically he could have been be able to control his powers. Like, like, you could have not end up with another Anakin Skywalker on your side, like with somebody who's just too powerful for their own good and it's just very destructive outside.
2: Master Credence, what are we going to do?
0: <laughs> oh God! Blow up a room of children. <laughs> That's a Star Wars joke that you don't freaking get. Nope. And and I'm like I just, and just watching up. this like. <laughs> and I said this before, like after the movie's over, I'm like, I want David Yates to do the Flash movie because the Flash movie doesn't have a director right now because it's obviously he got a great performance at of Ezra Miller in this, and I wanted yeah. to see him be working together. And who's
1: doing Justice League? Zack Snyder. Okay.
0: And I'm like, I know he's going to do a fantastic performance, and like the the, the idea is that he is the comed- he's the comedy to do- to Batman's like so- solemn tone, yeah, yeah, and it's like he's going to be.
1: It's going to be like uh, the.
0: Kinda of like the Robin the to
1: Spider Man to, uh, to a Tony Stark, Tony yeah. Stark. That's what
0: pretty much it's going to be, and I'm like, and just seeing like from the clips from like the Justice League trailer and, and him in interviews and how enthusiastic he is, I'm like, oh, he's going to knock out of the park. I'm like, and a lot of people are saying with Flash being on TV and Grant Gustin's performance that everybody loves him, in and that, so do I. I'm like, I am after seeing this movie, I'm like. I'm not going to compare them. It's going to be two different things well, and I'm going to be very yeah. happy with both I of them. I feel
1: like that's what it should be when you have characters like that. Like that's why like um, you know, people were so so tough on um, uh, what's his face? playing Batman. Oh, oh Ben Affleck. Thank you. I don't know why I like literally blanked on Ben. And Affleck. like everybody's like, yeah. "Oh my
0: god, we want to sign a petition." And then movie comes out like, "All right, he's probably the best part yeah. of this movie."
1: Where you have like um even so Jared Leto with
0: Joker, Joker.
1: I thought it was an excellent take on it, because you needed something different after Heath Ledger, you yeah. know, Yeah, like, and he went there. And with, I think that's the hardest thing with comic book, with characters like the Harry Potter characters, it's, if you're going to, to twist something that's beloved, you need to really make your own mark on it. You yeah. can't play what's already been done before, which I'm, in that token, I guess I should be nicer to Michael Gammon about Dumbledore, but I'm not going to be... Dick. No, anyway. I'm just saying you can't be that forceful and Goblet of fire.
2: <laughs> anyway, central arm. <laughs> uh, so Harry, mm. I'm just going to stand here till you notice my uh, uh, very. Yes,
0: he's been found, uh, Headmaster, but he's been injured. He's been taken to same Mangos. Oh, it's good. Ugh, look at me. Sorry, I had to go to. I had to go to Dark Potter there.
2: They take Harry to the bottom, to the lowest dungeon, so we can't hear his screams.
0: <laughs> lowest dungeon of the highest tower.
2: We battled. F- <laughs> we battled until the <laughs>
0: barrel log died. We went from we went from like Flash to Harry Potter to Lord of the Rings, like there. And they shut me back until my until my task was done. <laughs> yes, I proved that God exists, and i have sent back from the afterlife, and nobody's going to question it. Don't fuck with me. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. So that's that, done with the characters. Yeah. Let's talk about a few other points I want to bring up like uh the oh, opening credits way over Nikki said. Yeah. yeah. Wait, <laughs> did you ever seen Lord of the Rings either? Oh my I'm, god.
1: I don't I don't want to watch it till I read the books and the books are an adventure. Uh, yes. Adventure. Yeah, and I'm currently very struggling diff- to get through the Game of Thrones books. So once oh, I'm phew. done with those,
2: here's a helpful hint about reading Fellowship of the Ring. The first third of the book is concerning hobbits. Skip it.
1: Oh, I can't skip it then.
2: You have to skip it because yeah. you will be there wanting to fucking gouge your eyes out with, like, a, with like ice picks. And then there's... Like, Girl with the
1: Dragon Tattoo. Did you read Girl with the Dragon my, Tattoo? My dad read the... I the mean... first, like, 200 or so pages are awful. They're literally brutal. And I was in a book club at the time and they're like, just make it through. I'm telling you... The payoff is there. You just oh no oh, oh, oh with the,
0: with her uh, handler or no
1: the... no it's literally like just straight up like family facts and things like that so oh it's god just thick dense all these names getting thrown at you and then once is like I want to say it's like two oh one but it might be three oh one whatever but it's like literally a few pages later you're like I can't put this down because it's so gripping after that but yeah and that's I I would have to just. Buckle through it that's, that's I lo- why i haven't done I- it yet so that's
0: why i love like in the american adaptation of girl dragon tattoo when daniel craig is this, going in a circle of the geography of the entire grounds knowing where everybody is and you're like oh my god and i'm like this is probably how everybody felt with the book just trying to figure out who's who mm-hmm. and where they are and where they stand
1: helpful hint on that actually somebody because i was i had the game of thrones book when i go to work sometimes and somebody was saying the best way to read books like that that come with a map in the front is to have a printout of the map. Yeah. So while you're reading, you can get a feel rather than you trying to, as you're trying to enjoy the you story keep the geography and you hide, in your try head. to figure it out. Yeah. So um, that's, and it, it does help significantly with um, with the Game of Thrones books. So I'd imagine it would work as well with or with the Dragon Tattoo.
0: Mhm. So, the opening credits to this movie is kind of like kind of like a throwback to like old like series and old like and like older movies where exposition via newspaper like flying at the screen. Mhm. I mean like like one of the last time I ever saw it was like in the Batman anime series when they introduced the Scarface character. Like Scarface's like plan goes off and we see like newspaper transitions of all the big crimes that him and his gang are committing and everything yeah. like that. And I always thought like, it's a very pulpy kind of way of doing it. And it's also it sets the tone of the how the movie is and where in the time frame it is. Like your feelings on that? Um, I know there are people a, lot, a couple of people like felt like nauseous watching
1: it. Right, I, did. I in the three D I got nauseous. Ooh. Yeah, I can't
2: that, that. But uh, I thought it was really actually a great way to get the exposition because now we know who we're dealing with. It's not just about Newt and his beast. It's also about Grindelwald and all the bad stuff that's going on uh, around the time. I mean, the anti mug I don't even know the name of that group. I'm sorry.
0: The uh, New Salem Philanthropic, Philanthropic Society. What do they
1: call The Salemites? The New Salem? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Something like that, short name.
2: Uh, right. Salemites. Just going to call them. So, yeah, mm-hmm. So the, we also get a hint of the Salemites as well, to what's going on there. So we know that's going on. We know Grindelwald's going on. And then – but. Throughout this whole thing, you're also still looking at this, and there's also some magical stuff going on on the newspapers. Like there was a fireworks ad where it literally blew up some words next to it. Yeah, and just it was like that's cool. Like this is really cool. Mm. It kind of like expanded the Wizarding universe that much more. Yes, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, it's it's visually it's a little Mm -hmm. nauseating, right? uh, But I I enjoyed it.
1: No, that's so. I think had they slowed it down a little bit, it wouldn't have caused that like motion sickness. Because that was I was like, oh great, is the whole movie gonna be like that? It like, and that's why sometimes with three D, like certain three D movies, I'm like really weary about it because I know that that'll happen. Um, so, but I did love the ads, and I, I mean, I even love that in um, what is it, Order of the Phoenix, where you know they use the all the newspaper clippings about Harry. Like, I enjoy that. I thought that was a cool uh, opening scene. I just wish I would have slowed it down just a little bit because that that was a little sucky to, like, start the movie off. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to throw up.
0: So you're saying you wouldn't go see a Transformers movie in 3D?
1: No, I actually saw it. So I saw it in real IMAX, like, at the Cradle of Aviation, and I, like, almost, like, broke my neck because I was like, oh, I can't see. The thing is, like, all. Yeah, I don't. Cloverfield. Do you remember Cloverfield? Yeah. You know how shaky that camera work is. Yeah. I hate hate shaky camera because it, it does it makes me sick and it, it takes away from that escapism and it, it brings me out of the movie a little bit. But um, despite it
0: trying to be real.
1: Yeah, yeah, and even the wrestler like uh, with Mickey Rourke like mm. that it bothered me to no end. I was like I think it was very unnecessary to have some of that like the point of view and mm. it, it was driving me nuts. Um. But for that to only be in the opening sequence of this movie, it wasn't something, and obviously, I was very invested in it, so I was able to snap back very quickly. But I was just like, "Oh, great! Like this is not right." Pleasant.
0: Um, yeah, so I really dug them and stuff like that. Like some people say, like it's lazy exposition. I'm like, ah, it's a nice, quick way to set up this world because Cute. you get she has JK <laughs> Brown has to compensate not just for the Harry Potter fans coming in. There are probably people who have never read, read a Harry Potter book or seen a Harry and Potter you don't movie need coming. To. No, as
1: long as you understand that there's a magical universe and people create spells, you you literally can walk into this movie and same
0: thing with Star Wars Rogue One. You don't need to know anything going there and you still enjoy. it. Well, that I, was
1: gonna. I was gonna just watch it because I was like, you know what? I, I know I'll enjoy, it. especially the this movie. And uh, was it Force Awakening? So yes. The last one? Um, I was like, you know, why not just? I'm like, you know, you're gonna like this world yeah why not go watch it um but i i just feel like it's not doing justice to the whole series for me to jump in with with those particular beasts yeah. but i did encourage quite a few people to just go check out fantastic beast
0: but um yeah and so i really enjoy it um the term nomad versus muggle mm-hmm. like a very american name like an american term versus a european name your feelings on that kind of distinction? Well, oh, I think they
1: needed, uh, like they needed a, an American slang word for it. Um, and it, it actually kind of makes, I guess, a little bit more sense than muggle does when you think about it. It's right. just non-magical people, non Yeah, it's very
0: matter-of-fact.
1: Yeah, and it works. It's like, I mean, we abbreviate everything in America. That's so, true. So it works to me. I, I mean, I'm not changing my name anytime quickly, mm. but... Um, I thought it was it was cute, and I liked the the back and forth between like, oh, we call them muggles. Like I thought that was that was nice cultural
0: diffusion going on there.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I like it. I mean, obviously, just the first thing that pops into my mind. We call them bathrooms; they call them loo's. Yeah, lift, elevators. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, fags, you're, cigarettes. Yeah, you go up to New England; they fucking come up with weird names for everything.
0: Such as, for example, Jimmy's chocolate sprinkles.
1: Or even the, the distinguished,
0: you know, pop and soda. Yeah, I mean, you go you go into Central New York, or all right, all my Central New York fans, that you go a little bit west of Central New York, or you get kind of towards Buffalo. That's where it's like closer to you, like pop and soda, mm-hmm. or in upstate New York, like instead of uh black and white cookies, like half moon cookies and stuff like that. And it's like yeah, like it's oh,
1: little distinguished. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It was like, at first, you, I couldn't hear, I understand what you were saying. Like, no magic? What the fuck? Like, what does that mean? Like, oh, and now I'm magical. I'm like, that makes sense now. And then you had the Magical Congress of the United States of America, or uh, I forget how the, the pronunciation. Macuza. or the Macuza. like, Macuza! I'm like, uh, I, I, it doesn't really roll up the tongue. Either one, really. like I'm like, Medusa? Is that what, is that what we're dealing with now? Uh, your feelings in that organization in relation to the Ministry of Magic it's v- it's
2: pretty much the same, but totally different. It's, there's a, there's an American feel about it. Yes. I mean, we have, you know, they have their own parliament. And...
3: Uh, oh my uh, well, yeah, God. I'm
2: sorry.
0: Yeah. I just, uh, yes. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. no,
0: no, that's, but it's, that's a good thing. Yes. That's a good thing.
2: Should I even say on the right... Go right ahead. Yeah, no, my brother just broke up with his girlfriend after three years. Oh my
1: god, everybody's becoming single now. High five! Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess... Come no, on. she's a terrible person. I'm assuming she doesn't, uh, listen. No. This is like that time we were talking about Brie and then your <laughs> other friend Nikki. No, and good, good. it's like, we have all these people that we could talk about because they
0: don't... Yeah, like they don't <laughs> listen. It's
1: like the opposite. You should probably not
0: Oh yeah, I mean... You never know who might... I, I, hope, he's, I hope he's okay. I told him to come over. Yeah. May finally
2: have Zaki Poo on the podcast. Yay! Yay! Oh, wait. That'll mean
1: I'll make
0: no Wigan sandwich. No, I'll make him sit there.
1: <laughs> but, um... <Aww>. Okay. <laughs> I, that
2: that funny? I, that I just picked it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, either. Like I'm sure 30 you 30. did it. No, it's not start <laughs> <so good. laughs> Let's start. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. I need an adult. <laughs> I am an adult ah! No,
3: we need <laughs> an
1: adultier adult. <laughs> we need I'm a not mature ready. adult. Oh yeah, I gotta find one for what?
2: Okay, what were you talking about? Uh, Macuza. 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 There's something very American about Macuza compared to the Ministry of Magic. I mean, one, Ministry of Magic versus... um...
0: Magical Congress in the United States of America. Exactly.
2: So it's a Congress versus a ministry. So you kind of have that feeling there. And then obviously Madam President. Yeah. Uh, it's running by a president. There's a president of it instead of the Prime Minister. And I don't know. It worked. As soon as yeah. they walked into the building, you're like, oh, my God, this place is awesome. Just
0: like the Ministry of Magic, you're kind of in awe of how it's laid out.
2: Yeah. It's very smartly laid out. It's very different. But like I said, it kind of felt more American than the Ministry of Magic did just by feel. Yeah. By
0: especially because um... – since you and I are big fans of Batman the Animated Series, and that's a lot of taking its cues him like Art Deco kind of design, seeing like early 20th century architecture and stuff like that, and going into a place where it's kind of like the height of that, it had a Grand Central feel to it. Yes, and yet I've still yet to be the Grand Central yeah, Station. Yeah, me too. Oh,
1: really? I actually—that's funny. I've actually one of the only pieces of film I've ever shot was that I did in Grand Central. Um, Do you have
0: permits or no? No. Uh, uh, somebody
1: stopped us and we are like, oh, we're just film students from Hofstra and they were like, okay, you can't film here. And then we like went to like a market thing. I actually got props, which I didn't get very many props in that class, but I had a cool shot there. Um yeah, no, but I and the, the just the architecture of it was beautiful. Like I loved how and it would that's exactly how I would imagine a American version. Yeah. of the ministry. Um also cuz I was looking up like the actresses um ethnicity, because it's like, how cool is it that the American wizarding community is so much further ahead in women's rights right. than the actual non match community? Because she's technically, well, so the actress herself is from England, but uh, she was born to a Nigerian father and a Scottish mother. So it's like you essentially have a, a black female as your president in the, the listening community.
2: Zach's not swimming by by the way. Okay. But, um, no, but I actually wanted to touch on this. I mean, that's a great point, but it's a little contradicting at the same time because, uh, English. no, no, because mm-hmm. of, because usually if you look at world history, America seems to be, though we're so progressive, and everything, we're the last ones to get the update about like some cultural stuff. Yeah. We're the last ones to give women's rights, uh, uh, women's rights. We're the last ones to abolish slavery. And even here, um, it's illegal for magical and non-magical people to marry. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in England, Newt hints that, like, oh, that's – like, he hears that. He's like, that's stupid.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, he said like, oh That's so behind the – Behind the times. So it, I like that little bit. <laughs> that's, that's
0: something that's going to bring up your feelings on non-magical people and magical people not being allowed to marry in America. Yeah, in this. Sorry, I jumped the gun with that. No, by the way, it's a – When
1: interracial marriage legal? Was not, not. It was, it was way after this, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So why I would? Don't. I, yeah. Was it
2: illegal? I thought it was extremely frowned upon and can get you killed.
1: No, I think because isn't that that movie Love or the one that just came out? Wasn't that about like uh, interracial marriage marriage in the South? Interracial marriage. Uh, I'm looking it up myself. Loss. I
0: just got like interracial <coughs> like dating app, I'm like, I did not. Yeah, know that's that so one.
1: funny. That's what came up on mine too. I, yeah, has been fully legal in all the United States since 1967. Oh, so wow. you think about it, for it. So even having so a black woman, we'll call her minister. But um, so president, president, president. I like calling you minister. I don't. It's want not. It's not president. the same though. Um, not put the name in the
0: god fire.
1: <laughs> but yeah. So like it. So. Right there, they are still technically ahead of it, even with their—I don't want to call it interracial because it's not intermagic mm-hmm. span, uh, marriage laws. But I'm sure that it has to change eventually, especially if
0: England yeah. doing it. Mm. Probably definitely, and, yeah. and hopefully something that's kind of brought up later on in other movies and stuff like that. And
1: I'm glad—I'm sure you would have to imagine. Well, I would like to hope that Queenie and Jacob do get married, mm-hmm. so I hope they would help a hand in that. Have a hand in that. Yes. Proper speaking skills. (laughs) Um,
0: Going from, speaking of non-magical people, the New Salem Philanthropic Society, the ones that are spearheading this anti-magical rhetoric on the streets of New York.
1: Well, I definitely think it was pertinent to put in Salem. Um, It would make, what would your your... Your drawing from that would be everything that happened in Salem.
0: Because the reason why they do not allow magical <laughs> and non-magical people being married is is stemmed from the Salem witch trials. Exactly. So, and of course, people who are trying to rally against it would use that as a lightning rod, mm-hmm. as, a, as a focal point and everything like that. So it makes sense they would do that. But your feelings on their tactics and their protests and such.
1: Well, I, I think the thing that bothered me the most, because it overall... As, I guess, a, a spearhead of this campaign, she's really not awful as a spearhead. She's very she's respectful when she gets shot down by the the media giant, which mm. I loved. I thought that was really cool. Um, because that is the high point of the presses. And then, you know, she's respectful in that aspect. She hands out flyers. She's essentially feeding children. Um, but how she acts with the kids. So it's my assumption she plucked all of those kids from magical families the the kids that she adopted and that's why when they're they're feeding the kids the kids like oh is it a wizard's mark because she was looking for signs of magic in these orphans Mm. to bring in to make sure that they don't example any magical abilities um that's what i don't like and i don't like i think the the treatment of it's far worse than the Dursleys ever were to Harry, and yeah. I didn't think you could get worse than the Dursleys to Harry. Um, By the way,
2: I, I didn't read the article, but there was a there's a fan theory that the reason why the Dursleys are so horrible to Harry is because of the, because he is a Horcrux, and his horcrux, being in the Horcrux just emitted this negative energy, so they couldn't help but be negative towards him.
1: That's impossible because everybody else would have felt it. the The Wizarding community would have felt it, just like a. I mean, Ginny didn't know the diary was a bad thing, so as much as it's it's a horrible piece of soul, it's still Harry has his own soul in it as well. Dig <laughs> extremely
2: great point, yes, Diagon Diganelli. <laughs> no, but um... that's my favorite
1: thing is uh, shooting down like uh, people's theories. Is that awful? But like, it's no. like conspiracy theories, and I'm just like, I just want to prove that you're wrong. Oh, I, somebody Suck did it. that.
0: Somebody did that with me because like I posted um. My, my grading of Doctor Strange, I gave like a C plus, mm-hmm. and I got attacked for being a DC fanboy, right, which I fully admit I know I am. I, mm-hmm. My my preference is for DC comics, but like one guy's like, you gave Batman v Superman a positive review and you gave this a C plus, and I'm like, bias much? And I'm like, I'm just, just because I'm like I enjoy the more comic book at uh, uh, relevant Ben Affleck's Batman. And he's like, how is he more comic book? He's a psychopath murdering people. yada, yada, yada. Batman never would do that. And I'm like, he's done that plenty of times in comics. I mean, you go back to the early days, he killed plenty of people it's like bob Kane's batman never killed and i show i said what i said i still still him breaking a dude's neck he
2: threw like people off the, high buildings he head carried, first
0: he carried guns he did and and then he didn't respond i'm like that's what i thought shut the fuck up guy shut the fuck up and sit down michael as i quote dennis leary shut up and get a helmet uh, yeah, so I was like, I'm like, all right, if you're, I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll try not to be confrontational, but if when you're outright wrong, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to bring that up. Your feelings on this society of non. It was, ama-
2: it's, it's creepy, but like, it's creepy, but you kind of understand where they're coming from. By the way, their logo is fucking awesome. Yes, with the wine breaking in half. And yeah. it's yes, like, it's awesome. And uh, Samantha Morton plays, um, <laughs> what's her face, uh, Mary Lou. Uh, Barebone. That's mm-hmm. the name of the, like the head of this. and
1: made up last name. Barebone. Made that up.
2: No, they're all No, no just...
1: I meant like I think she made up barebone. barebone. Like that's that I feel like Mary Lou's last name wasn't Barebone and she made it up.
0: Says Nikki Muggle. Yes. <laughs> but no, it
2: was it really adds that whole darkness to
1: darkness because you we... because
2: you would think the wizarding Wizarding and witches, they, it'd be dark, but in reality, in the Harry Potter universe is actually very light-hearted and like colorful. Yeah. Meanwhile, this organization brings such like a whole heavy-handed of darkness to it. Mm-hmm. Like you feel the creepiness. They're creepy people, and they're brainwashed. They're brainwashing these children and everything like that. And yeah, it's right that they put Salem in their name because obviously they're sec- It's essentially the second coming of the Salem witch trials. Yeah. But
0: it seems like they're, they're trying to ignite that. Yeah,
2: they're trying to ignite that. Which um, could be very dark times. It they all, what was going for them? It was the 1900s, so mm-hmm. it's not as like because science is growing. There's more understanding of everything, so mm-hmm. it's like okay, w- magic. Magic's not real. Yeah, but
0: it is. Yes, and I think like this. The, the thing is like Nikki, you brought it up that like she presents herself as a nice and wholesome. Well, not even wholesome, but just like a very. Respectful, well spoken yeah. person. But it's as soon as she gets home and then she, how she consistently beats Credence for things, like mm-hmm. belt things, wise. Belts too. W- and you're just like, and you're like, and so much so that he just kind of just like, all right, and just assumes the position of it because it happens that frequently. Like, yeah. and you wonder, like, no wonder this kid's a ticking time bomb.
1: Well, you know what, too? Um, so, so it's almost like he, he has like the air of like uh, the teenagers in Columbine. If you know how like all these people kind of saw it like, and nobody did anything to help. Yeah, that's that's kind of like what and which is which I would have to imagine is where he drew some of that inspiration from. Yeah, because um, even down to uh, you look at the haircut of what oh, Dylan, what's his last name? One of the shooters. Mm. Um, they, they have the same haircut. Right. Um. So I really do think that character itself plays within that. You know that extremely tortured. At, at an age, so you're already fucked up as a teenager. It's just like your your mind's trying to work out this whole thing called like reality, mm. and um so you you throw that on top of being just absolutely tormented, and uh by you, somebody
0: who's supposed to be, to be the loving figure in your life. Yeah,
1: exactly. And you know, to have no outlet, to have no you know beacon of shining light. Um, it's it's you're literally it's like a when the dementors mate, and it's just like a full on fog of. Misery that passes out—that's literally their life all the time. is this fog of misery, and it's oh, it's like it's heartbreaking, and you understand completely. where like you sympathize so much with credence. So.
0: Yeah. Any yeah. last words you have about that? What she said. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I um, went on a little tangent. There. Uh, about the obscurus itself.
1: Oh, I really like the obscurus, and uh, so the obscure is not in the actual. Uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them textbook because um, I was really looking for it and then they have the augury which is in Cursed Child but they don't have the Obscuria um, but I'm almost kind of glad that they didn't because I don't think there would be any fair way to describe that no. um, I I like that Newt kept it and then he was trying to figure it out um, and that it was almost like a, a, a living relic of the child that he tried and failed to save um, and I honestly, it would make sense because to have the magical ability and to essentially reject it, you you would create just such a toxic evil entity. Mm. Um, so I kind of like that that's personified and that there's this creature associated with it. Um, and the, the havoc it wreaks is, is crazy. And it makes sense. So every one of Credence's targets... You understand why he targeted them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they literally, the the guy didn't have to. The politician didn't have to call them freaks. You know they he was rejected. They're already kind of getting like shunned out the office. They really took it out. It was more like the baby brother. Like he was just like oh my. You know we're wasting our time with this. But he took it out on this family. And so here's this, even the guy
0: who was running the newspaper was not that mean. Or John Boy was not that mean. Yeah, it was his no, son, really did...
1: son who's going to be a pop, which makes sense. Though in like the 20s to have these yeah. Crook, yeah. crooked corrupt politics, you needed to have a mean streak. I was mean, Tammany
0: what- Hall still running and gone by that <laughs> point? Or was Tammany Hall kind of like done like I know it was a very uh, T-A-M-M-A-N-Y Tammany Hall I wonder if that was still going by that point in the 1920s. Like it was very big like in the Civil War and stuff like that. Like if you Gangs in New York Tammany Hall plays a big part of it and stuff like that. And it was a a big beacon of like democratic, uh, kind of um, underhandering, and it's kind of like a very corrupt place in New, York, in New York, and like the Five Points, um, was the Tammany Hall was very in- involved with that. I'm just curious to see if it was still going by the time the 1920s rolled around,
2: they, yeah, it was dissolved 1967.
0: Oh, yeah, so I would not be surprised if he had something to do with that <laughs> anyway, but yeah, and that I li- like the fact that like you were saying that he keeps it around as like a constant reminder of what he, that what Newt failed to do. And that when Quasi get close to it, like he doesn't know exactly what this thing can really yeah, do. And, and he co- didn't
1: want it to hurt him. So he, that's why it was kept in the, you know, the deepest, I, I guess you can't really say corner because it's not a real suitcase. Chasm of the. But yeah, like it's, it's far away and far removed from all of his other beasts because he doesn't know the effects. And he, he's, He's weary of it, and and I guess you know the Makusa is right to to assume that it's the Obscuria that's doing it. Um, but Newt's the one that pointed out that the the politician was killed by an Obscuria. They yeah. didn't even they were blaming it on a beast, any beast, yeah. not realizing that you know this because they didn't want to believe. It's just like you know we don't. The the Chamber of Secrets is known as pulling a right. prank. It's not real.
0: Like it doesn't exist. It's not impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. I'm like you dealing with magical creatures and fucking time turns. Yeah. You're gonna really say the thing is impossible. Yeah, I feel and... like
1: uh, the magical world should have the overall like life motto of Nothing. never say never. Yeah, like impossible. yeah, it's the, like that's why there I'm, are I'm, no I'm, wa- I'm
0: waiting for time for to show up in, in Star <laughs> Wars somehow. Like because uh, like everything else has kind of been put on the table. It's fine.
1: It's fine. <sighs> Imagine crossover. J.J.
0: Oh. <laughs> Abrams is the one is the focal point. Right. Your feelings on the obscurest? Uh, it's a great.
2: It's the way they introduce it. it obviously, like in uh, Newt's um, suitcase and Kowalski's going from one place to the other, and it's all these different environments. And all of a sudden, and fun, cute
1: animals. Yeah,
2: you're in the. It's such. It was such a great way to sh- to introduce it because you're you're going into a arc like an Arctic area. And it's white background. There's snow. It's cold. It's not comfortable. And this black cloud thing is just hovering there. It's very different. And it kind of sets it up like just as visual, visibly like this is not something that's good. Yeah. And then like Hooker's kind of eyeing while it's like don't touch it. Yeah. Out of nowhere. It's like like the only time
0: he gets short with Kowalski. Yeah.
2: Yeah, pretty much as a warning. But the idea, I agree with Nikki, like it, the idea of like someone bottling up, like rejecting their magical ability, it would, in this world, like build with, like physically build something inside of you. And mm. then, like, it's just, it like, has to come out in spurts. And then it'll eventually, like, it eventually will consume you. And Newt having Newt, uh, Newt having it. Is obviously a constant reminder, mm. um, almost mm. like okay. So if I, this ever happens again, what will would I do differently? Mm. Kind of like he's using it to study, uh, to learn from it himself, and that way maybe he could teach others how to handle it. But then again, what were they saying? Like obscureus never obscure were like w- there hasn't been one in, like two hundred years or something and, like and that. No,
0: and nobody would last past the past the age of ten because they would destroy the host.
2: Yeah. And then he was like, well, I was just in Africa and when found one of these for like a 12-year-old or something
0: yeah. like that.
1: And Graves didn't know that the Obscuria destroys – that the Obscuria is essentially rendered powerless without the host. Right. And that's – Newt tells him that and then he's like, okay, you have to die now. No, like, no, no.
2: no for it, it's like it's useless – uh, it's powerless once it host is And he goes, so it's useless. Well, by saying it's useless means yeah. you have to have a use for it then he was like
0: he, that's how he showed his hand
2: yeah then he's like yeah. okay you two are dead yeah
0: dead dead yeah. double dead
1: and he, well and to uh what was it was the greater good slip up yeah the greater good. he, said the, greater he good. said the greater good which is and he's like I'm not one of Grindelwald's Grindelwald yeah so he didn't pick up on it then but he he does realize subsequently I'm
0: like, later I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you into this this these. set uh, acidic uh pensive now i
1: have to say that was really cool that was
2: cool but scary and that's very
1: american because like do they how do they sentence people to die in in oh did we no but okay what's the death penalty there Dementor. dementor no no but i meant um i meant just in general like how to like it is there a death penalty in I don't think so I think I think think they abolished the death penalty because they had what did they use firing squad like we used
2: I think they were big on hanging
1: yeah so I mean to some we still have states that use the death penalty right yes lethal inject. so it would make sense that America has almost a crueler yeah way whereas the the Dementors Kiss is essentially seamless but I, I guess in its own token they're very similar yeah because um they're using your memories to lure you into this. Um, And then, you know, the Dementor is just taking your soul, and then Mm. you're done. But what do they do with you once they take your soul? Just let you wander as soulless human? No, Fertilizer.
2: That that kind of went back to my whole thing where things get dark when the double door, and um, what's-his-face made the Sorcerer's Stone?
0: Uh, Nicholas Fumel.
2: Yeah, because you need human lives.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you're thinking...
2: They, they could have, because they're dead, essentially.
1: Well, what about the Inferi?
2: The In the Inferi?
1: Yeah, yeah. Could they yeah. essentially have used them? But they're dead already. But there they're still, them. they're mobilized corpses. They're
0: yeah, it's not a pure body or anything body. like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, all right, what, what time, just now, then you bring that up, how old do you think Dumbledore was when he was working with Nicholas to Much and, older. But still. Was the a little
2: more mature Dumbledore. Yet. Mm-hmm. He's still fucking with something that should be fucked
0: with, despite the fact of what he did well, years prior with Grindelwald and those it's kind science. of
1: science. It's a it's the play of science. It's um, well, it,
3: you, you know, every
1: well? the essentially the core of like uh, sci-fi horror movies is that science goes too far. Sometimes yeah, sometimes there there are limits. There are things that you you shouldn't mess with. But life. What? Finds a way. <laughs> uh, uh, and it's uh, when you are that smart and you're that capable and that uh, forward-thinking, sometimes you're too forward-thinking and right. too smart and things like that. Um, and there's that fine line, and there are the people who are able to cross it, and it's accepted, and then there are people that are able to cross it, and it's condemned. So
0: and that, That's one of my favorite lines from the original Frankenstein. It's like, you ever thought about what makes the cosmos go round, why the stars are there? But if you think of it like that, people call you crazy. And Dr. Frankenstein trying to rationalize, like, the three things he's done to kind of justify the action as yeah. of digging up a corpse and making a new one. Were gonna say, Dakota? I mm-hmm. just want to
2: hop back to that, like, the death chamber. Yeah. Um, in a way, it's, it's fucked up in a way. But in another way, it's actually very merciful. Because if you look at the uh, lethal injection that we have, mm-hmm. they put you to sleep first. They put you to sleep. Then they numb your body. Then they kill you. Mm. So in this way, it's kind of the same fashion where they're giving you the best memory ever. You're reliving that best memory ever as the final thought you're le- leaving this earth with.
1: <gasps> but she also, so Tina's memories, she, they also started getting a little bit more tense.
2: Well, because the because what? the
0: realization of what was happening sunk in. Because she knows what this how is going to happen. So end. is
1: it? Piece, you know what I always? Up, why don't they just? The, the killing, killing curse. because it's it because yeah. it's like, illegal turn around, killing curse. yeah, the, yeah ah, but it's ah. illegal it's illegal to kill people but they sentence them to die yeah but that's so. the qu- the one
0: question is like when murders about loud like that's like in yeah. times of war in self-defense and it was just, it was a Moral com- conversation I had in high school about that, like when is m- murder, like when in the only times types- G- sanctified, what was like- sanctified like, by the Gen- Geneva Convention, what when, when is murder allowed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um any last words you want to talk about the, ips- the obscurest? No, I'm good. Okay. Um,
2: just heads up, my Pure is about to die. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. I
0: don't
1: think ahead, Dakota. What's that? like
0: 70% <laughs> I'm
2: just kidding. The more pressing
1: matter is. Ah, okay. That's because... Oh, now your big Gulp's not finished. I'm like, that's because you drank a super big Gulp. You guys continue on. I'm just going to run to the bathroom.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> the only second time in history that this has happened.
0: Oh, uh, awkward.
2: further in the distance. Yeah. yeah, so you don't hear me pissing into the mold. Yeah.
1: Thank God. that was awful. And then we were trying to act like it was happening. Don't fall in. Yeah, okay, so... uh,
0: the Thunderbird, the The Thunderbird. The one creature <gasps> that brings him to America to him to... And to let loose.
1: Very Phoenix-like. Like, it reminds me of Fox, but, like, it's a big, bad version yeah. of Fox. And um, I I love that. I thought it was a beautiful creature, and I liked, and I think J.K. Rowling has said it was the most American creature she could think of, because, our you know, our symbol being the bald the, the, eagle, the, Yeah, it would make sense to have something in that uh, ballpark. mm mm-hmm. Ballpark, American, pe- America's favorite pastime, ballpark. Um,
0: Which is not really anymore. I'm sorry no, to say. Oh, it's, it's all po-
1: boring. Baseball is boring. It's
0: football. I mean, like it it's- is
1: football because we like them rough. That's what it- we like—rough sports.
0: Oh, I'm just like what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, that's like-? not what I meant. I'm just like I'm just like. We're, I'm we're sorry. Just-
1: that was I. I had it in a very innocent frame of mind, but I guess it did come out very.
0: I, I I was like that could just be on my part, but in the back of my head, I'm like, was that just a Freudian slip there that we no. just didn't notice? But like, I apologize. For no, I meant it no, it's
1: okay. But even you look at the the popularity of American football, popularity of hockey. I mean, these are rough sports. Yes, and um, baseball is not.
0: No, it's not a rough sport, but it's also and there's like too
1: many games. That's the real problem because football there's only X amount of weeks. Yeah. Whereas baseball, it's just like oh my god, there's like a hundred and gazillion games. They go on for hours.
0: But there's nothing better than being inside a ball field when the game's going on because there's nothing like it's a di- it's a very different experience than going from a football game, but like there's something about being uh, in a ballpark.
1: Yeah, no, I would agree with that as I'm not really a sports fan. Um, I actually started hashtag confessions of not really a sports fan because I do all these sporty things. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I, I actually I do like going to ballparks. I just uh the the atmosphere, like I enjoy drinking my beer and and chocolate but the The crowd wise is not, and the game it's not as exciting. Like even it's very slow. Yeah, you get like a home run, you are like woo, but like
0: why are you staring at us strangely? Why are to we go talk about uh,
1: sports? Oh, well, because here, we want to talk about
0: something interesting, so we want to make sure you were gone first. Quick
1: recap: So what we were saying <laughs> was that uh, uh, the Thunderbird J.K. Rowling had said she thought of the most American creature. Then I said, being that our symbol is the, the bald eagle, eagle okay. that it would be in the same ballpark because America's favorite pastime. baseball. Baseball. Even and though nowadays it's it. more like football. And then we said football, and then I said that America likes rough, and then Tim looked at I <laughs> hey, see, and I'm just like, <laughs> And then I had to defend it. So oh, now you're caught up to speed. Yeah. Okay. Aren't you glad he took a bathroom break? Yeah, it's very. The
0: Thunderbird, your feelings.
2: it was cool looking yeah it was a very cool design to uh character the size of it yeah i do like it is a very like like a nod to the american bald eagle Mm. very it is a very american symbol um
0: and bring it to arizona just like oh arizona yet
2: you have to cross the entire country to get it home yeah like yeah Fuck yeah, America!
3: Yeah.
1: The Grand Canyon being, and I just oh. pictured like a thunderstorm over the Grand Canyon, and how fucking cool that would be. Yeah, I, that it was. That was a cool one. That was one of, I think, one of the best uh, beasts that were introduced. Yes.
0: I, I, I just kind of wish. I kind of wish they would, like they had some kind of practical effects with it because it's obviously one hundred percent CGI. I mm-hmm. wish they well, could just do. Almost
1: all of them are. Right. Yeah, I know. Which and I, at least they kept it consistent because I think it would have been really annoying. Like, say they introduced uh, the. I'm gonna say it wrong. It's a Krupp but like C R U P. I don't know how you're supposed Crup? to say it. Krupp? is it Kru? But it's yeah. essentially it's um it's almost like a, a what is the dog? The Jack Russell? Jack yes. Russell dog? It's a Jack Russell dog but with a forked tail. Yeah. So you could do that very, very simply in a practical setting. But it would have looked weird juxtaposed
0: supposed with the CGI. Ones. Yeah, I, I suppose you're right. I, was, I guess me just being more of a traditionalist when it comes mm. to effects like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> wait, but the the goblin, the goblin was CGI. Really? Was CGI. Yeah. Oh, I, wait, but all the goblins in in the actual Harry Potter movies are
0: up until probably they
1: were a casted dwarf.
0: Yeah, I think those were probably. Yeah, those are. Yeah, those are probably practical. But I it, for this, they probably went all CG because uh. of the because.
1: Of how much detail they needed, yeah. And yeah, There's and, only and, so much you could do. with a mask
0: like It's not that. even that. It's just be like, I like I love Andy Serkis for everything he's done. I guess like you could say it's a slight downside is because because of Andy Serkis and the motion capture and all of what CG can do, like people like Jim Henson are no longer Jim Henson's company is like no longer necessary. Mm. But you look at stuff like Rogue One and Force Awakens where they use so much practical effects and your eye can tell what's really there that. It really shows, yeah, but but the CGI in this movie worked sp-
2: beautifully. It yes, was beautiful like that Niffler.
0: Oh, Niffler was amazing. Niffler was the most adorable thing on the, the face of the Huffle earth.
1: Huffle,
0: too. And the boat truck was the flying like kind of like dragon. Fl- no, no, what was the that, like? Bo- the
1: little twig. It was the little twig. Yeah, yes. The the, 'Cause in the book in the book they say how well and that's what I thought of too because everybody's so endeared by Baby Groot. Yeah. Which is essentially be, like baby Groot and this they could be almost cousins, yes. like, species wise. Um but it, in the book they describe the bow truckles like in both books actually. So the bow truckles are in um I, I think I wanna say it not Goblet of Fire. It, it was in what it's in one of I think it's one of before four. It, it, they are mentioned. And um they're described no. as being super shy, they're super shy, but fiercely defend their territory. Yeah, which is why essentially the government wanted him because they they can pick locks because they're known for their fierce claws. I don't know why I had to do claws like you couldn't like, figure uh, out like tim And I'm like looking Tim like dead in the eyes as so I did claws. What was the first? Time?
0: I, I, it's gonna wake me up in the middle of the night because of nightmares. Yeah. Cause what of was the
2: night? first time Grubbly Plank was introduced? Because that Ooh. was the fir- her first lesson.
1: When did uh? It was the Hippogriff. It was after, it wasn't, um, Hagrid was suspended because Malfoy, right? Wasn't that when Copley Plank was introduced? Bro-truckle history. Let's find out.
0: Anyway, but, um, what was the little, like, kind of, like, the butterfly-looking thing with, like, the... the oh, something
2: of
1: death.
0: Yeah, but it was also the oh, most...
1: evil. evil... Um, I literally just had this in my head.
0: We are Harry Potter fans, no, though. Anyway. It's
1: just because we're... Like, the these computer are so. computer went out down! Of... I'm sorry. Yeah, and the flying evil. Flying evil? Yes. Um.
0: But, like, the most adorable thing in the world. Just, like, just, 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 just kind of, like, flying there. Just like, like a weird hummingbird. Just like, kind of, like... You know, and like, then it's
1: I, like, you can't eat in his brain. It's like, like, not evil. It's not no. flying evil. But it's something like that. Let me... Hold on. Evil.
0: But, um... Creators yeah, that, that. I really enjoyed <laughs> that. And then, um... The, I forget the name of the creature, they kind of expand and uh, contrast its body to whatever shape, whatever place it's in. The It's the last creature they the captured. The, the Yeah. Oh.
1: Like the demigods, too. Sorry, that's not what you were talking about, but.
0: And oh but like yeah, all the creatures uh, are, I was I was gonna say fantastic. I'm like oh, that's just stuff. That's I, mean, <laughs> I that my synopsis. I
2: was like, oh, was a more fantastic beast, than yeah. fantastic beast. Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah, they are fantastic. They're truly wonderful, and I love that. I mean,
1: the Niffler, the fact that it kind of looks like a like a fuzzy platypus. Yeah.
0: And I, my favorite moment was when he's, they're walking down the street, and they do the double take while he's in the window, and it looks back, and it's just shh. Shoving the gold bar, or into when his he's head.
1: hanging with the yeah. purses. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's all falling off. It. It's like the slow mo <laughs> of like the jewels while he's <laughs> like trying to get to the. He, that was a cool. though. I think, and it's funny because the Nifflers are in the Harry Potter series, but they're never described as like adorable. Which would make sense though, because Ron was so pissed off because that's how he found out that Leprechaun gold was fake and that he had paid Harry off in it. Um, but they had that that challenge and everybody was having so much fun mm. where they were looking for gold. Um, and then somebody put one in Umbridge's office. Like I feel like having this visual, getting to see that in the Harry Potter world is so funny because now I'm picturing this little adorable fuzzy platypus that's just ripping the shit out of her pink office. Mm-hmm. It's so funny.
0: Oh, man.
2: The Niffler completely stole the show when it comes yes. to the animals in that movie.
1: Um, One
0: last thing, and then we'll start to wrap things up. Um, Do you think Newt... Is Hagrid's contact when it comes to finding these magical creatures that he brings to Hogwarts? Well,
2: before my computer died, he's still alive.
0: Yeah, he's like 118 years old. Yeah, it's like
2: the last update was 2015. Yeah, he was still he's still alive and kicking. So he could very well be swooping
3: eagle, swooping Swooping eagle, Eagle.
1: flying, swooping, swooping, you swoop when you fly. What are you gonna do?
0: You swoop
2: with the fly, you fly with the swoop, it's all in general. We'll uh-uh. <laughs>
0: After Everything I stock them, <laughs> you ship them. That's a luck, smart ass. <laughs> I, nobody expects a Mrs. Downfire reference on this podcast, I, I bet you that. but No, but I, New, New could very
2: well be Hagrid's contact when yeah. it comes to all these random creatures. I mean, it's very possible. I mean, you even mentioned like when he first got the uh, the Marauders map, in the third when Harry got the Marauders map in the third movie. Mm-hmm. On the map, it said Newt. Yeah, it could be Newt, uh Scamander walking around, right, like, just visiting um, Dumbledore or something I didn't like that.
1: Because ever since you said that, I was thinking like, why the hell would Newt be there, especially around that time? Um, because Newt uh, Newt has talked in depth with merpeople. people and going to the lake where there's a a substantial colony of Myrrh people.
3: That's true. That's right, very true. But even
0: though it was a year before the tribe was the tournament.
1: Yeah, but they they were still there. Yeah. They live there. But
0: also Dumbledore could speak merpeople people. <laughs> they too. live there. I know the same <laughs> way. Both him and Dumbledore could speak Murr. Yeah.
1: She doesn't even go here. That's what I thought. You do not go I, here. Um, you only
0: dated for 2 weeks. You know,
1: I just don't think
0: that could just be a, a, a VFX fan that was just a huge fan and just threw it in there. I because,
1: well, that was my sister's reaction uh, to, th- this is why she loved this movie, It's because her favorite character is Hagrid because of the creatures. She loves animals, so she identified very strongly with Hagrid, and therefore identified very strongly with Newt, and being introduced to even more creatures um, which had endeared her so much in the movies because she didn't make a past three. she slept on my cover of it. I'm still very mad about it, but so that I think they share the same a love and same passion, but i don't i think it would have been like a baton like a here you go, like you're you were the next you know mm. carry on i I don't think he's a contact he, he would have been too old. he would have, and I think too, I don't think that would have been it would have been tame for him. It would have been kind of boring to be like, oh, yeah, let me go acquire you a new thing. Um, I think more, he'd probably kind of more travel the world and get to keep being with these beasts that he like. That's what I see happening. But then again, like, we don't have that information. Well, We won't know until the story progresses. Oh, You know what we didn't talk about? A stupid wand. The expulsion. Uh, no. Yeah. That's the thing. That's my one as a fan that it was the one thing that I can't quite get over well, it's, it was,
2: that the, it's such a throw limit, That limit
1: Graves says you were expelled from Hogwarts. Dumbledore stuck up for you, but you were expelled from Hogwarts because if he was expelled as we know in the case of Hag- Hagrid they would have broke his wand. He would not be practicing. And um, I had this argument at work and somebody was like, well, you know, just because they break your wand doesn't mean you can't. And I was like, it's like if you have your license and they take it away, could you drive? Yes, but it's it's harder for you to do so, and therefore you'll get in trouble. So more often than not, people won't. Whereas if you have your permit, because he was like, oh, well, Fred and George left school early and Harry left school early. So if they can all leave and not be fully trained wizards, why is it okay that they practice magic? I'm like, it's very different to have your learner's permit and just never go for the full test. Um, you're still permitted to learn yeah. how to drive you're still permitted to do this um you just haven't completed you at any time can whereas if they break your wand the idea is that you're no longer supposed to and
0: my I retort to that theory is because the reason like we do not know if that is a law in fact in, enacted then yeah. because we know this this law is just because haggard's wand was broken now it could have been like that was the precedent to make it because a girl died because of his actions, or at least what they believed to be his actions at that time, so this is the mm-hmm. penalty. Like we cannot charge you with the murder of her or anything. We're not going to call. You, we're not going to throw. You, we're not going to keep you in Azkaban or anything like that. We'll let you go. However, we're going pu- to break your wand. But
1: see how I would imagine. Wouldn't that be the only time they break your wand? Is you know in that kind of dire of a situation. So why was Harry threatened to have his wand taken away when they expelled him briefly? In the
0: third. Oh, because they were off. obviously the Ministry of Magic was, was was incredibly super. And that, like they're very cautious when it comes to Harry, especially because well, they but don't. But I know.
1: think that was just a general rule: was expulsion would get your
0: wand broken, and it,
1: you know, it was like you're now expelled. It was not like because you're Harry Potter; it's you're now expelled. We're gonna take your wand. Um, I just i i can't see Hagrid being the start of that because if that was the case, I think it would have been like. Oh, you know, it was unheard of. They broke his wand, and obviously Hagrid can still practice magic, but he does so in a limited matter, which I can't imagine Hagrid really being that profet, like proficient in magic mm-hmm. to begin with. But I, to the level of expertise that Newt displays, I don't believe that he was expelled, and I, and I, I don't, I just honestly just don't see that making logical sense. is the, is the person whose graves who said it. Well, yeah, but it was still in his, like...
0: Dossier, yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: which, I mean, essentially could have been Graves' own research, but then wouldn't Newt have been like, oh, it wasn't expelled? Like, there, were, that was a, you know, like, even just kind of a stutter mm-hmm. of an instance of him protesting, and then I would have kind of dropped it a little bit more.
0: So um, it's the one inconsistency that kind <coughs> yeah, of... Yeah, that's earthed. the
1: only one. And, that, I, I mean, that's amazing for a movie to be made off, and that... So you would
0: say you are nitpicking here?
1: Uh, I don't think it's nitpicking because I think it's... It's very important. I mean, why is it okay that Hagrid? You know, like I think it, it, it negates Hagrid's punishment.
2: Well, the Harry Potter Wikipedia page, which was confirmed by Pottermore, that uh, he was expelled, but Dumbledore made the expulsion go away. Right. right, he was not. He was not expelled from Hogwarts, which means. Okay, it still probably popped up on his like permanent record that he was expelled, but yes, there could have been like what? something like, but I wasn't exactly, and then like, he kept and going. Just, but
1: In the actual textbook that JK wrote, it says that he graduated from Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Yeah, so he
2: still could have graduated from Hogwarts, it's just on his permanent record that some shit went down at, uh, at a certain
0: point. I mean,
1: when do you think they would have wrote, like, oh, there was an extreme incident, you were flagged for, I mean, it, like...
0: It's obviously something that's going to be revealed later yeah, on. I, mean, and that, I, think, that's what, I hope that's what the thing is, like, there'll be illumination <laughs> later down the road that'll make this kind because, of issue... Because
2: that even later on, where there uh, where Queenie and him were talking inside the suitcase, where she was saying, I'll, uh, I'm going to slaughter it, Ilverson, the American Wizarding School?
0: Oh, no, we had oh we, had, we had the pronunciation down mm-hmm. so well before. Anyway. But yeah.
2: she was saying, oh, that's the best wizarding school around. And He's like, oh, he no, Hogwarts I was under belief that Hogwarts was the best school around. If someone was expelled from Hogwarts, you kind of would have that, like, a little hatred towards, like, that little bitterness, like, oh, it threw me out. It was, right. Hmm. Yeah. So it, I still think he still graduated. So I think I have to believe the Wikipedia page that, you know, that he still graduated and that this was just a blemish on his record at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. Uh, yeah, and yes, it's. I would consider this more of a nitpick because there's obviously a continuity issue here. Yeah, but I mean, it's not. Nothing's perfect. No, but it could. It could. It can be rectified. Still, it's kind of like
0: how the In Man of Steel, because there's so much destruction caused by Superman during the final battle, it becomes the crux of the, It becomes like the inciting incident of Batman v Superman because, like, oh. Like, they better handle this, and, like, damn sure if they do bring it up in the sequel, then they, they make it an uh, important point. Like, something, like, it's kind of like, you look at Avengers Age of Ultron, there's so many things that are set up and everything like that, and a lot of them are paid off in Captain America Civil War, and yeah. it makes Age of Ultron look like a better movie. Like, like I think of it in hockey terms, like, the Rooster Brothers scored, and Josh Wien got an assist because of what he did in Age of Ultron. Like, that's what I'm hoping this could happen with Kind here. of like,
1: um, it's... Oh man, I had a point and I lost it. It literally was like, it "Was there?" Yeah. Well, uh, oh, well, that they'll they'll hear that this is what fans are criticizing and, and, and... course
0: corrected to yeah. explain it. I
1: mean, I, the only reason I don't find it, I guess it probably is nitpicking, but I really don't think it is because there's so little to go off. Mm. So that's why to be so open minded and to only have and like I said, one fault is not. You know, I, I I'm not the movie's not getting a 90 out of 100 because of this one thing. Of course. Um it's just that I feel like you had such little you think you could do the one like that one thing. Yeah. You couldn't find another link to throw in Dumbledore's name to cuz I I honestly think they wanted to throw in Dumbledore's name. Yeah. which makes sense. But you couldn't say, you know, there was an incident with Fantastic Beasts and luckily Dumbledore, you know, like they, right. they, there's no and obviously Dumbledore's name carries Significant weight in the Wizarding community, abroad and here. Um, but I just I think it was just a, I think it was an oversight. I think it was something they they didn't they messed up on. I think that's yeah. really the fairest way to put it.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, best parts, worst parts, and plan- hopes for the future. Dakota. God. Yeah. Oh
3: first. boy, there are so many good parts. Oh
2: uh, <laughs> Damn it. <clears throat> I, mean, I think we're the suitcase, I think, was my favorite thing. In I think so, too. It was just, I mean, come on. It's big on the inside. Yeah, as Doctor Who fans, it's like. Crazy. Yeah, ways for uh, over Kowalski to go in. Like, and, come on in. Like, and then Kowalski uh, gets stuck Duff, going yeah. down. What a great uh, but, oh, my God. And it was just so awesome, like, watching because you. I want to, i want to take a trip inside that suitcase right you really you really do and like then check out all these amazing creatures in there that you never seen before
1: there's a pocket zoo he has a pocket zoo yeah <laughs> like how cool like how, how, why would not to. why would
0: you not want to go in there why yeah exactly why wouldn't you
2: you have a very short short list of why wouldn't you do why would you yeah i mean why would you it's like because of course why wouldn't yeah. yeah why wouldn't you <laughs> So that that's one of my favorite parts of the movie. that every time they go in there, um, worst part of the movie it has to be the, just the nitpick of just like that just doesn't that just doesn't add up, right? Um, what I hope for the future, uh, obviously the deve- more of the of the development between Newt and Tina, mm-hmm. uh, maybe have um, Kowalski and Glossy come back, right? I mean, if he doesn't come back, oh, that that's fine because. You don't want to overstay his welcome because it no. was perfect as is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just see where it really goes and maybe introduce some more crazy creatures. Maybe maybe have a little bit of a darker overall tone with the animals he's dealing with instead mm-hmm. of that overly positive one. Mm-hmm. Like may, maybe next movie have like the danger is this animal, this creature that that he has to bring it. Bring it. I mean yeah. obviously you have the secure eye, but at the same time, you know.
1: Well, I think the only reason they didn't. Uh, one, I think they were playing more to the kids because the, the Harry Potter movies have moon, moved past such a youthful audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think, too, we've been introduced to some of the most dangerous creatures already in the Wizarding world via Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun to think of all, you know, just like we have these crazy dangerous uh, you know, you look at Harambe. R.I.P. Harambe. <laughs> but then, you know, well, you look at Harambe, which is just a very, you know. Um, gorillas are a super powerful creature, but then you also, you, we have cats, and we have dogs, and we have, like, guinea pigs. So, you need, uh, kind of the the cuter, fluffier animal. The gamut play. Yeah. Um, I, th- I honestly just think the, the whimsical element of the movie is probably, like, my overall favorite, because there, there are so many cute little moments, but, uh, just that, that original introduction to the Wizarding World, uh, that captivated so many people that are fans, um being able to recreate that in a new yet familiar way that's my that's the best part of it to me um i guess the worst besides you know my harp on newt and his graduation status um is probably that that opening sequence i think it really bothered me um you know that dizziness i th- it was unnecessary especially um because they sold it in three d because it was being released in three d I think that was something that should have been taken into consideration. Um, and I think probably I'm really, I'm just really excited to see the playoff on young Dumbledore and, uh, and I'm I'm really excited. I, I, that's something I think the books glazed over. uh, not the books, the, the movies glazed over. Um, and that the books gave you enough of a hint, but it, it did leave some intrigue and I'm, I'm, that's what I think, and I love nude, I love all these characters, and the animals, but I, I'm so curious to see where they go with that.
0: Yeah, I think my favorite part, like you saying saying, the whimsical part, and having the suitcase, like, the one word I would use to describe the movie is charming, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, like, and I, I was smiling from ear to ear for most of the movie because of the comedy, because of the camaraderie of everybody in there, and the overall tone that reminds you of the early movies, it reminds you of the first movie and the second movie, where it's just like so much warmth, and, and it's so welcoming. And well, I find my probably least fair part is probably and the fact that like I'm just like they're doing so much destruction to New York City. I'm just, like, oh, they're gonna have to blank everybody's memory from like I didn't have like the tension of like having to erase everybody's memories. Kind of like lost because like buildings are being destroyed and stuff like that. I'm, like there's so it's gonna be kind of hard to kind of keep this on the wraps, guys. Like. Uh, how are you going to do so much? Yeah. I'm just like, uh, what are you going to do about this? I'm like, all right, I guess we'll, 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 uh, we'll go with that. And, um, I guess that's probably my only negative. And my hopes for the future is that it's going to be after he's published the actual book, fantastic because he published it in 1927. So I want the book to be out by this point. I want to be set in the Great Depression. I want to be set in America, and it's kind of dealing with... i love to see a magical world during the Dust Bowl and see how what America would be like dealing with an incredibly dangerous creature with a downtrodden America and see, like, how this person can be kind of a beacon of hope and kind of how it builds to what Grindelwald wants to do with his first uh, Wizarding War. Like, that's what I kind of want, I want to do. It's, we can go Tarko we may get three movies. We get five movies because like, that's what J.K. Rowling. Uh, five. I'm just like it's gonna be kind of weird because we're so used to like the Empire Strikes Back kind of uh, the, the Star Wars trilogy um, formula. Like first good, second one's kind of like darker, and the third one's uplifting. Like how are we can do it with five? Presumably four and five are probably gonna be a split story mm-hmm. at that point. Probably. So yeah. So ho. Oh, um, yeah, th- those were our thoughts on yeah. uh, well, one last thought. Mm-hmm. This might you are gonna like be like what? Yeah.
2: But, uh, I honestly think Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find one was my favorite movie of 2016.
0: Really? Yeah. I think it's in my top ten for sure. It, but I still need to see, like, Arrival. I need to see Manchester by the Sea. So I
2: Manchester the by the Sea is a good movie. <laughs> it, you saw it? Yeah, I saw it with Michaela. It's a good movie. I didn't get it until my sister and I started talking about it. Then mm. I got it. It's like, okay. But, uh, no. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was my, I think, my number one movie for 2016. Uh... I went in there for anticipating, anticipating something, and I left smiling, ear to ear, well until the next day. And Mm. I was like, I have to go see this. I have to go see this again. So yeah.
1: No, I agree with that. Uh,
0: uh, It's funny because Dakota and I were talking about doing our top, our favorite movies of 2016. Would you like to be on that?
1: Oh yeah, but I didn't really. I don't think I saw a lot of movies. I gotta catch up. I'll watch a lot of movies. But I know (laughs) it's it's gonna be this. Yeah. It, it this, just makes sense that this is my favorite. This is gonna be in my top ten. Yeah.
0: I I'm not too sure where my number one's gonna be. Not you know, yet. If they
2: see another movie?
0: Yeah, like weeks. I mean, but anyway. But since it's the holiday season it's like one of our last podcasts before oh, yeah. the end of the year. Um it's funny that all three of us have the same mindset of because we <laughs> want to get each other gifts and stuff like that. Um Dakota and I kind of like Kind of like hints at each other like we're getting gifts and we're kind of like, oh, well, there goes our fucking surprise. And like, <laughs> "Oh, like, right, we got to keep quiet. We got to keep Nikki out of this and stuff like that. But you... and then,
1: Yeah, I walked in and I was like, so sorry, I couldn't wrap this. There was a Walmart incident. And they're like, wait. So you get did get it? So.
0: Thing. Hold on.
1: Uh... Everybody adjusts. We all move at once. Synchronized commotion. But it, you guys. It's so funny that I didn't wrap it and you guys did. Yeah. Yeah. Wait.
0: Okay. So, we'll how first. do we want to do this?
2: Ladies first.
1: Okay. Yeah, good. so. Because it's not wrapped and I feel really. Oh, yeah. Bro. <laughs> no, go this way because you guys got the same gift from me. So, I'm giving it to you guys. I get to go first. But okay. You right. just right. said it. <gasps> okay, then. Thank okay. I got you guys Harry Potter planners. Oh. So we could keep track of our podcast dates that I always oh, walk
0: up. Oh, jeez.
1: That is awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure they're not, like, year-specific. So if you're like me, where you, like, start using a planner and then forget about it for years, um, you, you'll you be able to pick right back. Oh, this is
0: awesome. Thank you so Thank much. Uh, Thank uh,
2: oh. Sweet. I'm bringing this to work.
0: Yep. I'm like, right, and uh, it's,
1: co- it's, like, compact. So it's yeah, not I'm like, I'm totally keeping this on some me Some note notebooks are annoying and large and bulky. Awesome. Thank you so
0: much. All right, let's <laughs> okay. go to you, Dakota. Okay.
2: these are not labeled. They're the same thing. So you guys want... Would...
1: You choose
0: one. <laughs> mm. All right. You be the first to open it
2: then. Okay, fine. My
1: Wait, we yeah. should open it at the same time instead yeah, of yeah, yeah. the same thing. <laughs> I like this is not a good plan.
2: So, this is a gift I actually made myself. Um, wow,
3: this is
2: so cool. So, I'm just play? waiting for them to open. So, because uh, of our enormous amount of uh, in, inside jokes, um, I started drawing these Pottercast comics, which Tim hinted at, Pottercast is a nickname, yeah. uh, which you can find on dwdrawings.deviantart.com. all the Pottercast drawings. And uh, just for them to have it, I put the, I printed out every single comic that I, I drew of them and gave it to them, and it also put a brief synopsis. A literal brief synopsis next to each one, just to describe. Not my. I make fun of myself in there, Um, and yeah, I just put it, and it's in a portfolio book um, with a lot of extra pages. So as I continue to draw these out, and I can write a synopsis and just give it to them, so they can keep adding to it.
1: I'm so excited. We we had hinted when you were sending us that these are amazing, that we wanted them all. You were like, "Oh, that's your Christmas gift," but I thought you were kidding. (laughs) Oh, oh, dude, I'm so thank excited. you so much. Yeah, this
2: oh, is actually, excellent. Actually, go to,
1: like, po- just podcast number eight. Oh, eight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my obsession with Roger Davies.
2: Who the hell is Roger Davies? <laughs> Tim, Tim, read the synopsis on uh, number eight. <laughs> Seriously, who the hell is Roger
0: Davies?
2: <laughs> Each one of them has, like, a good paragraph just to write on what, um what each thing is happening, and the last one is a Roger Davies comic, and all is one, two sentences. Seriously, who the hell is Roger Davies?
1: Where did you post that? Did you post that on somewhere?
2: That's up, up online, yeah. No,
1: but I thought you post, like, you, did you, you sent it, it, said did it, you it in group chat. chat? Oh, ah, yeah. well, The only one that's
2: up online is up to number three, which is the Mark's Rant Marge. I feel
1: like I saw, like, that you had wrote, like, seriously, who the hell, and I was like, why are we going back to Roger Davies? Yeah. And then I just didn't think about it because I was working.
0: Dakota yeah. this is kind of heavy oh
1: my god <laughs> was it really heavy yeah Hey, you okay you go first this time because I started first with Tim
0: <laughs> so we're all Harry Potter themed
2: This Butterbeer
0: yes it is Butterbeer <laughs> that's
1: excellent where the hell did you get Butterbeer <laughs> Amazon
0: they gave it 6 and 12 packs I'm just like I don't know if you like it or not and I don't have
1: any fantastic Beasts named other than the script. Oh, I'm so excited. And I got
0: you Newt's uh scarf.
1: Yay! And it's so funny cuz I have I have my Gryffindor one for like years but I was like, oh, I really got to retire this soon cuz it's yeah. like falling apart. Uh, oh, thank you, Tim. No problem. Dakota. Thank you, oh.
0: Nikki. Thank. So thank you, Tim. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah. So, our, our Christmas and holiday season is kicked off even earlier now because we All on, be a generous spirit and give each other stuff because we're lame like that.
1: Yeah, and it's funny that we did it all Harry
0: Potter theme. Yeah.
1: Harry Potter theme
2: and no coordination whatsoever. No,
0: it is purely just going off the top of our head here. That's so funny. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I hope everybody's enjoyed this podcast review of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And if you want to find us somewhere, you can find us on social media. has that for a transition? Nikki, where can they <laughs> find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all that good stuff on Nikki Muggle or Nikki Muggle One.
2: Uh, you can find my art stuff and reviews at DW dwdrawings.deviantart.com. Also, check out my blog of all my reviews that I post weekly. Uh, that is cartoonbingewatch.blogger.com.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can follow me on Twitter at Timothy Rooney Two. And you can follow this podcast Anything Goes at Ginger Geek Pod on Twitter. Twitter. And you can obviously follow this podcast on SoundCloud.com. Follow my Facebook and YouTube page under the same name of Through the Lens Productions, where my latest short film Bullseye is up. And we have plenty more videos coming, especially a Christmas video that Dakota and I just shot tonight before Nikki came over. So, guys, I want to thank you so much for a tremendous podcasting year about Harry Potter and all the good memories we've had in between. Mm-hmm. So I hope and I hope uh, we have another tremendous year ahead of us. Yeah, hopefully. All right. So, everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of Anything Goes uh, of our review of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Guys, last words? Bye. Bye. (laughs) All right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. (laughs) And we'll see you in 2017. Bye.